Bam. We're live. Well, I'm live. Uh, it looks like this broadcast was deleted on Facebook. Try creating. No, 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 no. I'm not doing any of that right now. Mr. Souza, it looks like we somehow became disconnected from Facebook. Good morning, Jeez Louise, Elizabeth. Good morning, Clay Doopy. Good morning. Uh, Dallas is an awesome human. Check him out. No, no, no. We're good. We're good. That, that podcast is five hours. I listened to it in double time. Uh, swiggity swag. What's in the bag? Okay. Um, we got a confirmation yesterday from Dallas that he was, uh, coming on and I text him this morning. I wonder if he's coming on. Holy shit. Uh, Jessica, good morning. Kevin Smith, good morning. Robbie Myers, good morning. Miss Latimer, good morning. Heidi, good morning. Omar Conejo. I was looking. Um, I don't usually look at the podcast once I do them because I'm too busy already researching my next podcast. But I made a sub clip from... Uh, the Froning podcast. I was working on it this morning a little bit before this show. A sub clip's like just like a little 10 minute clip that I pull from it and, and post on the YouTube station to try to get a shitload of views and make money. And and you give it some clickbait title. And uh, where was I going with this? Oh, and I saw, I was like, holy shit, I brought a lot of energy to the Rich Froning show. I don't know if that's like, I'm excited to see him or I know I have to be on my A game or because I'm nervous. I don't know why, but I was like, wow, I was just a, like a firecracker yesterday. Seven, I feel like you'll enjoy Hiller's comment section from yesterday. Oh, uh, where in, uh, tell me in on Instagram or, uh, the, the boob tube shooter <clears throat> McGavin, a uh, Newcastle was my uh, favorite beer, by the way, in college. Um, when I, I used to slang dope, Far away to grab. Uh, when I used to sell weed, um, you know, you, you could sell a bag of weed for like sixty bucks, and if it only cost me like five or ten bucks to grow, sell a couple bags of weed, and then I would buy a keg of Newcastle beer, brown Newcastle brown ale, and God, I would feel like a rock star. Shooter McGavin, after the Rich Froning podcast, shout out to my man Bruce Wayne. Deployed together, team leaders and squad leaders together, all around good dude. Knowing him for a decade now, wow. I'm not sure how all of that is one sentence, but I'm going to say that you, after the Froning, you deployed after the Froning podcast. I, I think I get what you mean. Uh, you, you know, Bruce Wayne, and you guys deployed together. That's cool. Uh, Richard Margarine, the guys, this guy's podcast uh, with Sean Ryan got banned for classified info, but then got re-released. You think it was great? They needed to talk like three times as fast. Three times as fast. I could do without the exchange of gifts in the beginning that took 15 minutes. There's some things, man. There's some things. There's some things. Uh, but but it's thorough. I listened to the entire thing, five hours. Longest podcast I've ever listened to. You know what it made me want to do? It made me want to get twice as much information out of uh, Mr. Dallas in, uh, in one-third the time. 
with with some humor in there. I, I can't do all the drama and the fucking graphics and the fucking mood, mood music and it's just jerk off shit to me personally. Um, Roxanne is wonderful. It doesn't happen often, but I'm uh, but I but I am actually here for the start of the show. Good vibes. Uh, Sevan, you should do five hour call in show. Yeah, I know. Uh, thank you. Everyone cannot be great like you, Sevan. Duh. Yeah. Well, if everyone was, it would suck for me. Um. Okay, he's not showing up. Well, at least he showed up for the Sean Ryan podcast. The shot. If you if you want to hear Dalex Alexander, now's the chime time chime. Now's the chime to uh, switch stations and go. Uh, here, let's let's look at this. I was going to start the show with this. The um the other podcast he's been on don't even talk about his music. But um, look at this. This is uh this is kind of a cool song. This is a song. This is a song about his longest shot. I don't know how much of I how much of this I can play without getting uh in trouble. Yeah, I've been I've been DMing with this guy. Uh, did you see the new guest, the Trans Seal? Oh, he was on Sean Ryan. I've been DMing. No, I don't watch that. I I cannot. Don't get me started. I don't want to like pick a fight with that dude. I can, but I cannot stand that kind of shit. That any of those ones with the mood lighting and and the sets with all the alcohol, I just see po- it's just poser shit to me. Okay, uh, I, I don't watch that shit. Um, but but I do want to get that seal on the one that was a tranny and then turned himself back, and I've been DMing with them. Um, okay. Uh, th- this, but by the way, this is this is one. This got to be the most handsome soldier who's ever lived. Too. This guy is quite the looker. He reminds me of um, who's that guy from the sitcoms in the eighties who like turned super Christian. Uh, he was like in was it Family Ties or what was that guy's name? Kurt Kurt Cameron. He kind of gives me a Kurt Cameron, but there's another guy too. Um. He, this this guy definitely looks famous. I I, I think Dallas Alexander is going to be a, a, a rock star, country star. Here we go. Well, listen to this. Listen to his music a little bit. Adios, amigo. So glad I seen you. I won't be seeing you around. I won't be seeing you around. Adios, amigo. Adios. Adios, amigo. I've been looking for you since I stepped foot in this town. Since I stepped foot in this town. If you were to ask me, would you ever sing in front of even one person, I would say no. But now I'm full of myself and I think I can sing with the best of them. Adios, amigo. So this is a song about him. Uh, well, this is a song. Oh, look, I got the trans seal thing up there while he's singing. That's not good. It's not good. Uh, this is a song. I, you hate country? Wow. I don't know. Uh, Adios, amigo, is cultural appropriation. That's correct, uh, Mr. Johnny. Thank you. Uh, we oh, That will be one of the first topics I address with him. Um, But... uh. That it. This is. Oh shit! The mouse stopped working already. Switch mice. Um, this is the song. You guys are gonna love this. You ready? You ready for this? Now you're gonna be like, okay, I'm glad I stayed on the air. This is the song that tells about this. 
And this is some building that these cats hung out in for 50 days. 50. 50 days. They hung out in here for 50 days scouting. I forget what town they're in. Let's just say it's Mosul. It's only like town I know. They hung out in this building for 50 days, these dudes, and were just scouting and stalking the, the, the scenery. I think it's the tallest building in the town. I want to say they were like, I forget what floor they're on. But they just looked out this window and measured distances and named all the buildings and basically just owned the landscape. And then, uh, and then he takes this shot. Uh, two dudes take the shot at the same time. I'm just ruining the story. We don't even need them on. Just tell you, there were there were two there were two dudes, Dallas and another dude. He, he doesn't give the dude's name. And they both shoot at the same time. The bullet takes nine seconds, ladies and gentlemen, nine seconds to reach its target. They see one bullet hit close to the guy. And then another bullet dropped the dude. Yeah, I'll play a little bit. I don't want to get in trouble for playing this either. Here we go. Not more than seven seconds. Here we go. Cool, right? Look at that setup. Look at that. Look at your little shaker cup on the table there. What do you see on the table there? Maybe a radio. Bam, look at that. And they blasted a dude uh, three kilometers away. Hey, do you know? Do you want to know what ends up happening? This this show's fucking over. I'm just gonna tell you what happens. This dude, by the way, this guy is JTF too. I don't know what that stands for. I just like saying it. But if you ask any of the guys in the U.S. military, um, they will tell you that they respect the shit out of the JTF two guys. That they're as tier one as they get. Meaning, they're they're are uh, they're like our SEAL Team Six guys, right? They're the they're the very 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 tip of the spear, top of the food chain shit, uh, and everyone respects them. Everyone who goes out there and ends up working with these guys, meeting these guys, I you know what I think also, I, I'm pretty sure that um not only did I can't not 100 percent sure, but not only did Dave as a SEAL Team Six guy, Dave Castro, do an exchange with uh, Delta Force, he also did uh, an exchange with uh, JTF two. Oh, okay, thank you, David. Uh, Joint Task Force two. Yeah, these dudes are crazy, crazy. And you know who else was a JTF too? Maybe David, you can unfuck me on this, but I think this is true too. Um, it, Devin Lorette, and I think he was like the guy there. You know, you guys remember Devin? He's been on the show a few times. The giant arm wrestler dude. Kind of, he's out there. Anyway, th this um, I don't even think that they knew that this was being filmed when they did this. But basically, this is footage of the shot. They got the fucking shot. It's kind of crazy. He goes on to say, I'm just ruining the whole show. If he comes on, I won't even let him on now. I'll just be like, sorry, dude, I already told your story. Just look, stand, sit there and look pretty now. Little cutie pie. Little cutie pie, Dallas Alexander. What a cutie pie. He, 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 he said they broke the fucking record, I think, five times that day. That's crazy, right? And they had, uh, uh, um, what's this guy's name? David Laughinghouse. Uh, yeah, he talks about it. Yeah, they used a prism scope. So this guy, uh, Dallas Alexander, the JTF2 guy, that's the Canadian Special Forces guy, he went down to Texas to train. And when he was training in Texas, they were taking shots that were three kilometers. And how they did that, because, you know, the, um, they had... 
because the bullet's going to drop down right after three kilometers. And so the gun has to be pointed up at an angle, but then your scope would be up at an angle. So you couldn't see your target You guys following what I'm saying. So if I, if I want to shoot something over here, but, um, but it's three kilometers away, I got to have the gun pointed up is my understanding because the bullet's going to make an arch. So they had a special scope on a uh, special adapter on their scope called a, it was something, a prison scope, like David's talking about. And that made it, it, I kind of think of it as a periscope, but not like a full 90 degree angles. So when you look through your scope, it gives you a view kind of down lower. And fucking this, this cat fucking took it over there. It was like a prototype. And he took it over there and, uh, and, and he capped a dude from fucking three kilometers. <laughs> totally different uh, 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 headspace than Craig Harrison. Remember we had Craig Harrison on. I fucked that interview up. Chalked that up as a fucking horrible one. But anyway, that guy held the record 2,475 yards. You know why that interview, I fucked that in. I, I don't know why I fucked it up, but, um, but I, 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 I'm not happy with it because it was an hour and 17 minutes and, and I just didn't get much out of him. And, and it was my fault. He was a great guy. He was an open guy. Hey, um, Travis, where do they get the, um, I made a post about those uh, CEO cups, which are dope. But uh, I sent people over to Paper Street Coffee to buy them, and they said that they're not there. Are you selling those? Whoever's selling those needs to put those things front and center. Those things are dope. It, 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 uh, I, I hate how people abuse your – it's okay. It really is. It really is. I, I, when you stand alone at the top of a mountain, not everyone is going to make it up there with you. I'm very happy being up here alone. Chalk this dude up with Danielle Brandon. He's probably banging Danielle Brandon right now. Should I call Danielle Brandon and be like, yo, is Alex Alexander with you? Look under the sheets. Uh, yeah, I don't even know what that means. Uh, uh, Richard Margarine, they were using 50 cal shooter. He keeps talking about that in the interview that he used a 50 cal. I have no idea what that means. Is that this? Is that this? Is that this? I don't know what this is, but anyway, he, they were using a bullet and, and basically, uh, uh, it, it, he, I think he said that it would cause, uh, he was glad he got out eventually because, um, it was going to give him TBI, uh, traumatic. That is it. Wow. Holy shit. So he said it was going to give him uh, a TBI traumatic brain injury. You're telling me that this gun right here in this picture shoots that giant bullet. Let me see. Wow. So this, this bullet, look at this thing's bigger than my nose. Context and relativity. It's everything. Always. I mean, you're telling me this bullet fit in that gun. That's a crazy bullet. And, uh, so I guess they were, uh, they, yeah, they shot this. Crazy. Loud as fuck, he says. Yeah. So this guy ends up getting out of the fucking military. So we heard, we heard a song, Adios Amigo. And then we saw uh, the footage uh, of, of the shot. And then now the, 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 the crown jewel of this guy's story is this guy gets, ends up getting kicked out. I'll tell you the story in a little bit longer version. He was called into him. He wouldn't take the injection. 
He was in the Canadian military and refused to take the injection. And he's Native American, and he went to his tribal chief, which I think might be his granddad or some shit. And, and uh, uh, it was a tribe of – there were like 400 people uh, on his settlement. And he goes back to his settlement, and he talks to his tribal leader, and he's like, hey, I don't think I should take this. And the tribal leader's like, no, you should not take it. Do not take it. Do not take it, Dallas. Dallas, like, all right, I got it. So he didn't want to take it. And the tribal leader, don't take it. So he doesn't take it. And he gets called to a meeting with Sergeant Staff Commander, Lieutenant Colonel, the tiny dick. He gets called into his office. And they're like, hey, Dallas, you got to put a fucking mask on. And he goes, I wear, I do, I will not wear a mask. I cannot wear a mask. Dr. Seuss doesn't wear a mask and my ass doesn't wear a mask. I please, sir, I cannot wear a mask. And they're like, you have to wear a mask. And he's like, I will, will not wear a mask. And they say, dude, you put on a fucking mask. And he says, no. And the dude gets all puffy chested. Now And uh, uh, Dallas says, hey, don't be pointing your fucking nipples up in the sky at me when I'm in the room, motherfucker. And so they go, okay, beat it, dude. Get the fuck out of here. And Dallas goes, hey, if everyone in there has a mask on, do they? And the guy goes, yeah. And he goes, and they feel safe with their masks on. And the guy goes, yeah. And he goes, and if mask works, and the guy goes, yeah, this is Sergeant Tiny Dick. Then Dallas goes, then I don't need a mask. Dallas is just dropping bombs on him, right? Knowledge bombs. The guy goes, you know what, Dallas? How about you get the fuck out of here? Since Dallas isn't here, I can tell the story however I want. And when Dallas told him that, get the fuck out of here, he heard from the heavens. He heard his 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 people. I made that part up. He didn't. But wouldn't that be cool? In in the movie, he will hear his people, like he did his people justice. And uh, so so he ends up getting, that's it. He ends up getting kicked out of the, um, of the Canadian, whatever you want to call it, military. Woke, woke-a-tary. Can you fucking believe there's that many pussies in there? What a stud. I didn't appreciate it on the Sean Ryan show when Sean Ryan kept, at one point he's like, yeah, we're the only ones that care. Like the military guys. It's like, hey, fuck you. I stood my ground like I was stud. And, uh, and this guy Dallas is such a beast. He so I, I I he got kicked out for not wearing a mask and not getting the um shot. No, that's not the didgeridoo. Those are um sp- that's disrespectful, dude. That's not a didgeridoo. Don't be disrespectful. Those are uh, he comes from a tribe uh, in uh, Canada, a, a small settlement of indigenous people, what we call Native Americans here in the United States. And that was that's my characterization of them. Uh, Sevon asked the guest to wear a mask if he's coming on the show, and we'll hear. Well, here we are. No, no guests. <laughs> yeah, we, I get it. Uh, Dallas, you must wear a mask if you come on the Sevon podcast. He he heard about the rules, and uh, he said no. Anthony Marquez, I only chose your name for uh, DI Council makes me choose all Mexican names. I got. I got worse. I got coerced to take the injection or I would have been separated without any benefits from the VA. Yeah, I think they tried to coerce him too. I was going to ask him about that. 
Anyway, so this guy, so now we know he's a country singer. We know he has the longest shot in the uh, history of the world. Maybe the top five shots. Maybe he doesn't even have the shot because they don't even know. Exactly. Oh, there it is. You see the guy running down there? By the way, that house is for sale. If anyone wants to buy that house. And uh, you see there's a bunch of guys there. This part's stupid. They put a blur dot on the guy who gets tapped. Which is just dumb. That, see how they blurred him? Anyway, and they, they get the guy from three kilometers. If that house were for sale on my street, it'd be two million. Uh, so thank you, Dallas, for coming on the show. It was wonderful. Um, I don't don't worry. I didn't mind at all spending five hours what listening to you and Sean Ryan talk at the slowest speed in the history of mankind and do a podcast. How the fuck is that podcast so big? My God. Ooh, that's hot. There's so much hype. While you watch that podcast, there's trailers for other podcasts. And like whoever his editing and, and team is should be fucking given a fucking Academy Award. Don't burn a bridge, Sevy. That too late. I, I just think it's all cheese dick shit. Sorry. It's okay. I could still be his friend. He could think my shit's cheese dick. I don't care. I would still come on his show if he thinks I'm cheese dick. But just all the, all the, um, I so much like it better, like how the Nelk, the, the Nelk brothers do it. They just show up with like mics on sticks and shit. It's just too much. The dark room. I know I want to tell you something about Jocko too, but I know you guys get really defensive in your panties in a twist. I just don't like any of that stuff. Uh, here, good morning, everyone. I, uh, I'm here with uh, e Echo, Echo Daisy, Snow White. Uh, good morning. Uh, although I, I heard Jocko did do a good one on um, the Armenian genocide. Yeah, the guest is gone. We covered pretty much, uh, he, but but he's very handsome. Uh, he's musically inclined. Um. Oh yeah, that would be my totally favorite. I should have definitely listened to him on Andy Stump's podcast. That would have been great. Woohoo! Well, fuck me. I'm kind of excited. I'm always. Oh, there he is. Oh my God. Now I have to face him after talking all that shit. That sucks. Oh no. Holy shit. Okay. God, I'm an asshole. I've been staring at my. Did you text me and were you like, hey, dude, this shit doesn't work? I did a comms check and I'm looking at my face. It says you're backstage, only the host can see. And I'm like, okay, he's probably talking. So I'm like, I got to get on YouTube and see what's happening here. Oh, he is talking. And then. I saw a guest. I saw a comment saying, "Is like the guest coming on today?" And I'm like, what? "Oh no." Okay, so I'm on my phone now. So let me just. So, oh, I couldn't see if you were in the back. I didn't see you. Were you on Chrome, uh, Dallas? Yes, it's Chrome. It said use Chrome, so I use Chrome. I'm still looking. It says you're backstage. Only the host can see you. The host may add you at any time. So I'm like sitting here ready. I'm like, oh, pound. you know what that means? That means like an. I, see, I was just sitting here talking all this crazy shit about you. And 
<laughs> and I probably sent you the wrong fucking link. Oh, no, because you got on with this link, so that doesn't mean I sent you the wrong link. Well, what I had to do, because this link came to the text chat, so I, like, copy and pasted it into Chrome on my MacBook, and uh, I was like, oh, it's got to be good to go. It says I'm backstage right now. Hey, what, um, do you want me to try to send you another invite? Uh, like, so they can be on the computer? Yeah, or do you, are you cool with your phone? That might be better. Uh, but right now the phone's plugged in. As long as the audio is all right, I'll close the door. Dude, you sound great. Oh, well, thank you. You sound fantastic. Well, there he is. No, no one bails on me. See, I told you guys. All right. Well, yeah, there we go. I told the whole story already. <laughs> let, let, let me. So, all right. So well, we'll, then, have a good day. Yeah, it was fantastic. You're you're an amazing guest. I um I even sung a duet with you. I uh, Dick, send that to me in case we gotta cut it one day. I uh I sung a the, I mean a, an amazing uh here we go. Dios mío, so glad I seen you. I won't be seeing you around. Adios amigo. Adios amigo. Dude, you're such a stud. What a what a, and then and then from there, so I introduced you as a singer. God, it's like you're dead and you came back from the dead. It was like a eulogy. <laughs> Surprise. And then I um then from there we went to uh the longest shot. Okay. And uh and and I and I pulled up that footage of uh Oh, from the OP? Yes, yes. Okay. Let's see. That oh yeah, what does that mean, OP? You use uh, operation? Oh no, it's like an observation point. I think it, it's oh, a place okay. that you're looking at shit from. Okay. Oh well, great. Let's pull this up. And so then I showed him this, and then uh, and then um, the 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 people in the audience explained to me that this was a fifty cal. Uh, I can't see on my phone screen what you're holding up, but it looks. Look at so it compared to my nose. Is it a giant bullet that you guys use? Is it a giant yes, bullet? We use those. Those are big bullets that we use. Yes, they're fucking gigantic. This is crazy. It, yeah, they're like little missiles. It's almost <laughs> this one. Um, I don't know if you know this guy's company. This this guy has a company. Um, I think he's a uh, a congressman now. It's called Bottle Breacher, and he makes these turns these fifty cals into uh, bottle openers. I've seen some of these actually. Yeah. And then, so, so one of these guys is you of these four guys. One of those guys is me. Yeah. It's probably the one that's not blurred out. And then we talked, and then I talked about how, um, uh, two guys took the shot at the same time about how you guys probably broke the record five times in a, in a, you know, in a short week period. And then, and then I, and then I, and then I talked about how you left because I told the story about how you wouldn't wear a mask to at, at your, um, uh, that when they were going to spank you yeah. uh, for not taking the injection. Oh, I talked about how you went and visited your grandfather and I did tribal leader sounds like then he went and spoke to the tribal leader. I missed a great bit, man. Very yeah. accurate. Okay. Well, I guess uh, it was great chatting with you. And <laughs> how old are you, Dallas? 39 years old. Turn 40 next month, actually. Um, and, uh, you 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 went into the you went why did you go into the Canadian military? Are you a patriot or you wanted the challenge? I, those are the two big things I hear from the guys I I know who've gone who want to be tier one guys. It's always like they're either up for the challenge or they're patriots. I feel like it's more usually they're up for the challenge. I think it I think it changes for me when you're young. It's about the challenge and about the ego and about like proving that 
you know, am I enough trying to answer that question? And then it, it shifts to, for me anyway, more, there's a different purpose and it is, you know, people around you and country and, and patriotism. But then it's also at that point for me, you're exposed to some evil that you see and you're like, well, I'm not going to stop now. I can still be making a, a difference one 50 cal around at a time. You, you had a narrative going in your head where you had heard uh, um, reports from an interrogation. Yeah. Well, I actually think it was, uh, I can't remember the information came through some chain of intelligence, but I can't remember if it was an interrogation or just a news reporter that wanted to like, uh, like a local, I don't know. I think it was in Kurdistan, but, um, anyway, we, we got the information. If I, if you're talking about what I think you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. About the 200 rapes. Yeah. Yeah. That's. And, and, and I guess that's, the, and, and, and if I may, you had heard that uh, someone was bragging, an ISIS guy who was bragging that he had raped 200 women. And then so that sort of lets you keep track. Okay, for each one of these guys I get, I basically just stop at 200 rapes. And whether it's five rapes, 200 or 600, I'm st that's what I'm stopping. Yeah. And it was like, you know, it's bad no matter no matter the age. But it, I like we were led to believe that there's a lot of trafficking going on that is, is super, super young girls. So that's just it's it like takes it up even another level, in my opinion. When when Sean Ryan was talking to you, he also added to that that they showed footage to guys of kids being drowned, beheadings, all sorts of crazy shit. Did they do they show you guys that stuff? Do you remember seeing that stuff? Uh, I watched everything that I could find myself the unit didn't it wasn't like part of a program or whatever uh i just i didn't want to be naive you know and i and i don't yeah i i went searching for stuff i said okay if i'm gonna if i'm gonna be exposed to this stuff let me see what my reaction is let me see how my brain and my you know is there physiological responses because there is like you turn on a video some isis beheading or whatever like you you fucking feel it in your body um but I didn't want to go into the situation naive. So I watched everything that they wanted to show the world. I was like, okay, I got a taste for what these people are all about. Um, yeah, but it wasn't like we didn't sit down strapped into a chair and <laughs> put all these videos on. Even, even, I don't know if you've you're seeing this video go around, but it's a congressman speaking to John Stewart and John Stewart's making this illogical but but fancy and comical connection between uh, protecting uh, transgender people from coming to your schools and freedom of speech and uh, and and protecting people's gun rights. Have you seen this video? No. Anyway, I saw it yesterday. It's, it's just it's just taking off big now. And, and I had a visceral response. I know exactly what you mean. Like you see there's things you see, especially things that are done to kids or things that are illogical that, you know, a lot of people are believing and you start to have like a physical response. Yeah course yeah it's crazy oh yeah like this all the epstein shit oh i couldn't even watch the i couldn't even watch the netflix series on epstein i got one season in or one episode in i'm like sorry can't do this yeah i didn't watch it either i don't know if i it was that intentional but i was like i mean this guy's obviously a fucking asshole so <laughs> yeah you don't get eight hours of my life or whatever it is how long how long were you in 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 the uh canadian services 
Uh, just under 17 years, 16, just about 16 and a half. Holy shit. So two, so two years of the, of, of, of the prep, the boot camp, the initiation, and then another 14 years at JTF two. Yeah. It was just under 14 years at JTF two. Holy crap. So you knew the, in. go ahead. It was busy. That's all like for that amount of time. It's, it's at the pace of a job like that is very crazy. It's doing like looking back and comparing like calendar stuff. And that's gone or deployed six to eight months every single year that I was there. And, and there's 2000 of those guys. Uh, I don't remember what the numbers are on camp. It's, it's kind of grown in the last few years, but it's not big. Um, and then there's also like, you know, well, it's a big team deployment. So there's like assaulters, and supporters um we work together to go and take care of whatever task we are given or asked for and they allow us to do and and crazy respected all, all i've never heard any guys um i used to work at uh, crossfit inc and i used to i worked there in the early days and there were tons of seals around and tons of, of dev group guys around too yeah. and uh, they had nothing but the most positive things to say about JTF two and which is crazy, right? Cause those guys aren't notorious for saying positive things about um, people that they're competing with, yeah. but just a, a really quality group of guys, right. That you worked with. Oh yeah. It like, I'm super grateful for the career that I've had and the people that I met and got to, you know, work side by side with, well, that includes a lot of American, like we've worked places with your dev group guys and the other dudes. And it's, man, it was a blast. So at, at 20 years, would you've gotten a lifetime of retirement? Uh, there would have been a pension that was different, but oh, I, so you up, still get a pension. Well, I ended up medically releasing after I got kicked out of, uh, JGFT of, of Dwyer Hill. Oh shit. Good job on you. Good on you. How did you do that? Can you talk about how you did that? How you were able to navigate that? This is what the the story I'm telling myself in, in my head, you were four years away from getting out and they basically told you, if you don't take the injection, we're kicking you out. And they basically, were going to leverage your pension against you. Yeah. So that's to take, they, force you to take drugs. That's what they did to a lot of people. Um, that's the, the whole thing was that every, everyone I spoke to didn't want to do it. Who did was scared that you're going to get fired. You're going to lose your pension. You're going to lose your VA. You're going to lose all this stuff. Now the way it works is, is currently this, this job or that job, the job I used to have, the current job I have is not the same, but that job, it's extremely taxing physically, mentally, all these different things. There is a shitload of people working right now that could by all criteria medically release from the Canadian armed forces. The physical injuries they have are fucking astounding. Uh, mental injuries, all these things, all they fit the criteria and more. But there's a lot of guys that are, are they're warriors. You're selected for a reason. You, you want to keep giving when you have that sense of purpose. Um, so they don't. So when it's like when I am told, oh, you have to do this or these you know, stupid things or you're going to be fired, I started saying, okay, well, then let's look into my medical file and see if I fit the criteria for medical release. And it just so happens that I did. Um, so yeah, the pension would have been different if I would have done a few more years, but at that point, does it become a race? Uh, I felt like it was. <laughs> yeah. Like a race. 
Well, like, and they like, were expedient. Like there's one gum in the gun in the room, and both of you are gonna go for it. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Hey, fuck, dude. Good on you. You know? Do you know? Do you know who Craig Harrison is? Uh, was he the, the sniper from the UK? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the name. I don't know him personally. His his story is so different than yours. Like, um, yeah, I don't know his story very much except for he shot someone really far away. I'm like, good for you. Yeah, and he's not okay. He he's 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 uh um yeah. It, well, one he came he came back to the UK and they hated him. They started putting death threats on him, uh, s- similar to how your media um, put your your friends in harm's way. The media put him in harm's way. They released his name when he came back. And uh, as the guy oh, who yeah. has the longest shot, and they weren't yeah. supposed to do that, and he immediately started getting death threats. The UK hates their fucking military. I think so crazy. And um, and he and he doesn't sleep at night. He didn't. He didn't have the kind of the sense of purpose that you did. He's not. He's not sleeping so good at night. He's. He's. Um. Yeah, he's not doing. He's not doing so good. But he also doesn't sound um as well trained as you guys. There was something that you said about how uh, the JTF2 guys, they would always look after your kit and you always had all the resources you want and you felt like you were taken care of and you use this term, a gentleman's course. Yeah. What does that mean? Because the way he made it seem like when he was out there was like, it's like you just show up and you're like scrambling to put a fucking kit together. There's just a, a, a Connex box with shit in it and you're from like other dudes who died or left and you're trying to just get your shit together. And he spent a lot of time in, uh, in, in Kosovo also. Okay. Yeah. So when I'm talking gentleman's course, I, I can't remember which course I was talking to you or talking about. I think it was a sniper course. That I, I think so. Yeah. But you use the term a few times in that podcast. I listened to that podcast with Sean Ryan all five hours yesterday. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. D- double time, double time. Good on job. the while I was on the assault bike. Good job. Oh, there I'm you fitter. Go. Yeah. Nice. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> uh, so what I mean is like there's courses in the military that are not gentlemen's courses. And it's like it's the military. You're getting yelled at, time is crazy, pay there's a bunch of stress put on you in that way to assess kind of your responses. I mean some people I don't even think realize that that's what it's for, but it's to, to see how someone responds to just like this nonsense, just getting yelled at and sworn at, and, and how do you deal with it? And then a gentleman's course is, is something like, uh, let's say you're going to be working on my team and I have a skill set. I want to show you how to be as good as you can so that we will be as good as we can when we work together. Now, there's, there's still there's a list of things that you like uh, – baselines and criteria and all the stuff that you have to be able to meet you have to pass tests but i want you to pass the test like I'm, i want you to be the best fucking shooter you can be so how do we make that happen you know the, the in, it changes the way you teach someone it changes what type of support you have immediately available for if something happens or like look this the priority is this person getting as good as they can be um and that's the way i i look at a, a gentleman's course <laughs> it's like you you also talk about in in contrast to that you talk about the um when you're in selection you get called and that first course is a 7 day course i'm and, and the way you describe it reminds me of what the way i've heard guys talk about hell week and that's not a gentleman's course right that's not they're not trying to get you to stay they're trying to get you to fail yeah, is that yeah. i'm understanding yeah very accurate <laughs> 
Okay. Okay. Gentlemen. So that's a good way of thinking. A gentleman's course, they're trying to get you to pass and get knowledge on you. Uh, mm-hmm. Non-gentleman's course, they're trying to weed you out. The pussies out. Yeah. The ones who aren't capable. Sorry. That's so uh, disrespectful of me. The gentlemen who don't uh, aren't capable of the high stress demands oh. of the <laughs> job. Is it similar to Hell Week? Like the stories we hear of Hell Week? It sounded like it when you were like, yeah, it's you're on for 24 hours a day for seven days. That kind of was like, I was like, okay, I get it. Yeah. So I've never done hell week. I mean, I've watched videos and stuff and it's, it's a week that is hellish. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I can't compare the two, but. Uh, like when they tell you, okay, you're going to bed now. It doesn't mean you're going to bed now. That no. was kind of the connection that I was like, okay, that sounds like that. Yeah, shit. Yeah. It's not like, oh, now you can turn it off. No, the whole time you're, you're on and then you're up and you're down. It's all over the place. Yeah. Um, do the guys ring a bell? Like I hear that they do, uh, at the teams, like if you want to, if you want to quit, you, you run. You yeah, run I don't know. I don't know. We didn't have a bell, sadly, because that would have been kind of cool. But uh, I think, is that a Navy thing, maybe? Yeah. Okay, yeah. No, we just, if you want to quit, you're going to find someone to tell. <laughs> and you will no longer be there. Yeah. And and, and, and do a lot of dudes quit? Like, you, like you're next to a dude and then you see him run up to the guy and he's oh, like, yeah. hey, I want to go home. Yeah, it's constant. It's Yeah. You really... By the end of the week, and I was saying on this, they run a bunch of different cereals. Uh, at by the end of the week, it's like you're like looking around at who's sitting, <laughs> like where'd everybody go? Dang. Yeah. Do Do you know Dallas? Do you know um Devin Lorette? Yeah, I do. You do. Yeah. Did he get out before you were in? No, no. I got to serve with him a little while. Uh, I was a I was a brand new guy, so I got to arm wrestle him. Oh yeah. <clears throat> which as you can imagine i i whooped his ass of course easy uh, day. he was old by then he was yeah, old he's like just don't get into arm wrestling because i don't want someone to put me in second place uh no we we did uh we were somewhere training together i i was like attached with the squadron he was in training and he just like is always arm wrestling people and it was it was crazy i was using two hands and like couldn't move him and you know he's a super nice guy too so he's like yeah okay that's good that's good and i'm like Oh, we got to switch arms. And the next day I woke up, I could barely hold my gun. I'm like, fuck, what did you do, Devin? Uh, he's a machine. He's a beast. Yeah. What a, great what, a, what a crazy small world. Yeah. Hey, um, t- tell me about um, uh, where you were born. Were you, were you born in a small settlement of like 400 people, like what we would call like a Native American tribe? Yeah. I, I, no, I wasn't born there. I was born in uh, the hospital, like in Edmonton, Alberta, or province is capital uh but i grew up there we moved so my father's from there and it's a metis settlement and uh i think we moved back he moved back and we moved when i was like before grade one so whatever age that is it you and, and then and what was that like living there uh it, was it uh i'm gonna ask some crazy questions here but uh running water in the house bathrooms in the house Funny that you um, <laughs> dirt dirt roads uh paved roads so dirt roads yes uh we got paved roads there was one that kind of went into the little town site that was sort of paved and now there's now there's a decent highway that goes kind of out um so when i when we moved there we moved into the house that my father grew up in so there was no running water there was no mother the bathroom was like 50 meters behind the house and it was an outhouse uh it was like gas, uh, wood stove cooking. I don't know, whatever else you have with no power and no running water. Um, there he is. 
Yeah, there he is. Is your dad still alive? That's the man. Yeah, he is. Yeah. yeah congratulations. That's great. Yeah, he's he's incredible. Yeah, isn't that weird? At, at first, I was like, no, of course they had running water and bathrooms and houses, but they but you didn't. No, and and just eventually, I can't remember how long we lived there, and eventually we moved into like a trailer, uh -huh. like a single wide start, upgraded to a house, and we were fucking rolling. No, he's not. He's not Latino. He's he's uh, an, an indigenous. He's a. He's he wears has feathers and shit. Both your mom and your dad. No, so that's uh, my mom is white. She's French and Ukrainian, and my uh -huh. father's Métis. So, spell that for me. What spell what? Métis. M E T I S. It's like a mixed mixed blood from when the settlers came and uh, fell in love with the indigenous ladies. Or vice versa, I guess. Also could apply. Um, and then there's there's early, I don't know, half breeds. I'll probably get in trouble for saying that, but I'm one. No, so okay. I can fuck off. Yeah, no, this the half breeds is good. I like that. And 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 what and what about siblings? Did you grow up with siblings on there? Yeah, two uh, brother, uh, older brother, and a younger sister. My brother passed away sadly, so it's just her and I carrying on the bloodline and our Did kids. You did either of them go into the uh, service, into the military? No, 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 no. We, we didn't really have, we didn't have a family history of it or anything. I just, I, I talked about some Sean Ryan, so you heard this, but I was working in the no, oil No, no, please go ahead. It's good. Yeah. I was working in the oil field on an off season, like in between hockey seasons. Uh, I always just wanted to play hockey. And then the guy I was working with told me about uh, JTF2 because I had no clue about the military. I thought Canada was just peacekeeping with blue helmets uh and when he told me about that i i looked into it sure enough he's telling the truth and literally from that fucking weekend i was i was hooked on the idea of going to our tier one counterterrorism unit hostage rescue yeah hostage rescue stuff all kinds of stuff i i learned that i learned that yesterday from the episode also counterterrorism and host, hostage rescue that was uh yeah. jtf2 and um, how how did your brother pass? Uh, he died of cancer. Four, what was he? Four years ago now. So, at my age, he was like the age that I am right now. What kind of cancer? Uh, squamous cell, if I'm pronouncing it right. Mm, I don't know. Uh, it was like in his lymphs, and then it spread, and he battled back and forth, and it was looking good, and it wasn't looking good, and then just uh, he, he lost the scrap. Hey, is is Dal Someone in the comments asked if Dallas is your real name. It is, yeah. So Dallas Alexander is my first and my middle name. Uh, I started playing music a few years ago around bars and stuff here. So I was using my first and middle name because I was still in uh, JTF2 at the time. Uh, so to keep a little bit of space between, because my last name's Flamond. But so now I made a little bit of headway with music. So I'm just first and middle name. Hey, how long ago was it that you um, had that incident where um, they called you into that meeting and you wouldn't wear the mask? Oh, fuck. that was like, uh, I want to say just over a year because I got out last April and that incident was like maybe a month or two before I got out because they still had like to process me and kick me out. But that was the last day I was ever allowed to go to the camp I had worked on for 13 fucking years. Uh, so yeah, it's it's probably like a year. So you're so it's fresh. This is all. This is a whirlwind. Could you give me like the timeline on what happened? Like, um, 
yeah, could you give me the timeline of, of and when was the longest shot? How when did you do that shot? How long ago was that? Uh, we did that. That was 2017. God, what a crazy mix of events coming <laughs> yeah. together, right? Tell yeah. about it. Longest shot, stand up for your rights, and music. And and the three just kind of com- uh, coming together. Mm. And, and you are out now. You're out now. Just a civilian. That's right. And and for how long? I'll be a civilian forever. No, no. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> but how how long uh, have yeah, you been I've a been civilian? For about a year now. As of April. So April of last year was like my last day in the military. And in, in the Sean Ryan show, the episode I watched said it was published nine days ago. Uh, what was the this episode story? that I watched yesterday? Yeah, it said it was published nine days ago. But when did you do that interview? Uh, that would have been late January. Because I, so we ended up lining it up with my first trip to Nashville. I was going to do some songwriting, and he's just outside of Nashville, and so it made sense. While I was down there. So the date, I don't remember. It was like, I think it was in the January. Had you done any podcast prior to that? No. And, um, and so you do that podcast. Can you walk me through? And then what happens? The, the, the fallout from that, you did that podcast and then he released it and talked to me about like, um, not only maybe the notoriety, the attention, but also what happened with the Canadian government. And, and, and did the U S government get involved in that too? Uh, no, or not to my knowledge. I don't know at this point, but, um yeah so i I did the podcast i think it aired uh it was early february early i don't remember the initial air date but we ended up doing because you heard it was a very long conversation uh two-part thing so a lot of it was military uh upbringing and military story and kind of the, the chat about our team making that shot in mosul and then second half was kind of how i got kicked out then some stuff on psychedelics and then like what I'm up to with music. Um, so excuse me, he put it out and the first one I got, well, so he has a big platform for one. So it kind of brought a lot of different people to my, my stuff, which is great for music. Um, and then I got a, a ton of responses from like the guys that are still in the unit uh, not all of the guys, but <laughs> a lot and uh, and almost all the ones that I still respect. thought I did a, a great job representing the unit um, and they, just, they're, they're super happy with the podcast. I even got, well, actually, I'm not going to say this just in case I'll get some people in trouble, but got some great, uh, great feedback. And I was, I was happy about that because I wanted to represent the guys I care about in, in a good way. Because uh, You were very respectful of your peer group. Very oh, respectful. They're they're fucking amazing dudes. Yeah. Like, and I, I consulted with so many guys before I went on this podcast because I'm like, you know, I now the government says, and I'll get to this, that there was these operational concern, operational security concerns, which I think are bullshit. And I didn't want to have any actual operational con- security concerns, so I consulted with a bunch of dudes just to be like, okay, here's what I'm thinking. Here's what I'm gonna say. Here's what here's some stuff I'm gonna leave out. Is there anything else you can kind of think of through our careers? And I, I just did a bunch of that to try and prep for that show, knowing that he had a uh, Sean has a big platform. Uh, so the first episode comes out, and there is uh, 
there's some stuff pointing to like the second episode is going to talk more about the stuff you can't talk about, you know, the stupid masking and the fucking mandates and whatever that we had. So then because that one was going to come out, I think the, the next week, uh, Canada had one week to try and do whatever they could. So they sent the cease and desist letter down to Sean in Tennessee from like the, I don't know, one of the Cansoft com lawyers or something. Uh, and he posted it actually, you can go check it out if you want, but it's, it's hilarious. There's something mentioning like his majesty, the King and a bunch of stuff. And, <laughs> is that fuck? on his Instagram? Really? I think it mentions I, I the think majesty is King in the letter, in the letter, in the cease and desist. It was like something to do with material belongs to, cause he used to like, that always used to be the queen, you know, and then she kicked it. So it's, yeah, there's something like, <laughs> I don't remember, awesome. but it's, it's ridiculous and hilarious. <clears throat> So, uh, in my opinion, there was a bit of a scramble to make sure that part two didn't come out. Um, and they started, you know, doing what they thought would be a good idea to make sure that that didn't happen. And so, they said there was operational security issues in the podcast. And this is the one, and I, this is the one that's posted now. Yeah, so it's re- it's, it's out again now. So Sean's okay, like, okay, well. We'll take it down and assess if you can tell us, you know, through the lawyers, what what is of operational security concern? Give her. We're all, we're all ears. And in my from what I've heard, there's just like a bunch of mumbling and stumbling because there's there's nothing there. Like I everything everything that I talked about and everything that they have in terms of content is open source already anyway. Um so he's like, Okay, time's up, we're putting up the episode. Uh so yeah. That timeline of the last little while is like, I don't know, a couple of months now from the the end of January to wherever we sit right now. And then there's a bunch of different newspaper articles that came out of varying (laughs) opinions. Uh, Some of them reached out to me to Mm -hmm. get my opinion on it, which I respected. Uh, And some of them just took a twist and (laughs) went off of it, which made me laugh a little bit. Like what kind of stuff are they saying? I I I listened to it. The only thing in there that concerned me was the same thing that concerned me with what Craig Harrison um, said: is that your own government um, celebrated your shot and your boy's shot, and thus uh, giving a uh, not not directly but implicitly giving the the location. And for those of you who haven't heard that podcast. Basically, they got a guy, and we'll talk about it in a second, but they got a guy, and for anyone who knew guns would know that they would have had to have gotten it from the highest spot in the town, They were, and thus revealing the location for where the operation was taking place. That was the only thing that I was like, holy shit. Well, me too. I'm like, okay, if we want to talk about actual operational security, yeah, then <laughs> like, there's some places to point the finger, and it's not at me. Um yeah, that was. What did they say? Was, did they ever point to anything that you said in there? Because I couldn't find anything. That I mean, I could see them being concerned that you stood up for yourself. Like no one wants. To, if I'm trying to keep control of people, I mean, I don't want anyone hearing your story about how it's so funny that the mask thing was a big deal. Well, and I could even. I, I thought would, these were tough guys. But I would, how do these guys allow anyone to tell them to put on a mask? My wife is a docile, dirt twirling hippie, and no one will tell her to put a mask on. Yeah, nobody. Well, this, the thing that I, the biggest thing, like, cause to me, I really, really am for freedom. 
If you yeah. want to wear a mask or 10 masks, yeah. fill your boots. You can wear a gas mask all fucking day. I don't care. Right. Right. Just don't. Not in the bank, though. You can't wear it in the bank. It's weird. Don't say Not in the bank. Me. Yeah, that's right. Not in the bank. Like, don't tell me mine doesn't work unless you're wearing it. And the, right. the thing at, at the Hill was like, we would be having conversations, two, three, four, five of us in a room, briefing. If there's like one person at some level in the chain of command that believes this, now everyone has to mask up when he comes. And I'm like, this is a massive charade, and I'm not taking part in it. I don't care what the, the, the repercussions are. Really, I don't care. And I started piling up some like administrative uh, wrist slaps, which had never happened in my career. But they're like, oh, you weren't wearing a mask at this briefing. Here's your like warning for it. And I'm just like right in the garbage. I'm like, this is so stupid. And they just kept kind of piling up. And uh, it, it still blows my mind. I'm like, but then I'm, you know, I'm being told like, oh, you know, maybe you've always been so easy to get along with and stuff. And I think you're changing. Maybe you're going through some stuff. And I'm like, you guys. Like your deployment, the trauma from the 50 cows that made it so you weren't obeying anymore? Yeah, something like that. I mean, I definitely have had too many concussions and a bunch of different things that I'll be working on now for a long time. But I'm like, you selected me so that I couldn't be bullied into stupid things. And like, I think outside of the box and use common sense. And now I'm doing that. And you're saying it's time for you to leave. <laughs> like, Do you know about hyperbaric chambers? I've heard that they're very good. Um, I don't think they're covered yet by VAC, but maybe I'll. Yeah, brother. If you, uh, if the, like the they're, they're, they're like miracle. It's like miracle shit. Look into that stuff. If you have, if really? you have TBI, dude. Okay. Crazy. I will look into it. Yeah, crazy. The, the the shit that people say that it's been healing. Yeah. There was the guy on my show. I'll send you a link afterwards. It's it's Please like it's, it's miracle shit. Okay, I'll definitely do it. Cause I can't even like yeah. go on the swing set with my daughter right now because I get all fucked up and dizzy. <laughs> like vertigo and stuff. That could, yeah. yeah, that could just also, I'm like, well, I'm 50, but that I'm like that too. Like I used to be able to do handstand, go upside down like it was nothing. And now it's like, yeah. if I go upside down, I feel like I'm a vomit. And I have no, I, I've shot one gun in my life. <laughs> um are you going to try to permanently move to the united states uh if, if the right opportunity presented itself but i also don't i don't want to leave canada i'm not afraid of these fuckers and i think we have a beautiful country with a lot of good people um and yeah i don't i don't think i'm going to necessarily go somewhere else just to get away from this stuff i think and, and like, I'm not saying I'm, I'm not going to, I don't want to organize rallies and I don't want to fucking do a bunch of speaking things on freedom, but I just, with my actions, I want to stand for freedom. Um, if that can influence anyone or inspire anyone, then I think that's good. Now, that being said, my favorite music is in the United States of America around you know Nashville or Texas. So I think we'll definitely do some, some living down there at some point. I just don't know when. I just got back last night from Nashville and I plan on continuing to go back and forth and even down into Texas where most of my favorite music is. But yeah, long story short, I don't know. We maybe we'll, we'll get a place down there at some point. I want to show you your Instagram account. Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I am Dallas Alexander mm -hmm. uh, musician. Uh, then, then, uh, then Metis, that's the uh, tribe. That you're from. Oh, baby, baby, adventurer. Um, 
I don't know what this means. Ex Sierra from the Hill. What's that mean? Means Some girl used to date. X. So instead of saying X uh, military Xbox developer, so Sierra is a sniper. I'm an X Sierra, X sniper from Dwyer Hill, which is JTF2. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> and then family not first. My ex girlfriend. <laughs> you're, you're not. You're not just some super hot chick from the tribe, from the Metis tribe that like you just want to just be like, yeah. yo, I used to hook up with this chick. It's always got to give the shout out, yeah. Um, so you, you're not look, and then look at the the, the mill stuff is waning. It, uh, are, are you trying to put it behind you a little bit? Uh, no. no and and you're not, you're not, you're not, you, you don't have JTF two on here, and you're are, are you are you transforming into a musician one hundred percent like? Well, I've never had it on there. I think both worlds will always collide. It is a big part of me for so long. Like it's going to come out in songwriting. It's going to, I'm not, I'm not intentionally trying to like, let's put this behind me now. Cause I, I love, I was, I'm super grateful for my career and all the people I met and the places I, I got to see. Um, it's, it's going to be a part of me forever. I think it's, it's just maybe not being like there for instance, it's not posted as much because the things I'm doing and I'm excited about is what I'm posting about, you know? So, um, if I, it's sometimes I'll use like a military picture. If I think of something that might be cool to say or inspiring or whatever, and I'll keep posting it back up, but no, it's not intentionally becoming less or waning. I wonder if they'll ever apologize to you. <laughs> I don't know. Canadians seem to apologize for everything, but I don't think this is going to be one of the things they're going to apologize for. Like in a year or two, they might wake up. Did you see this thing coming out of Spain? It's a little old, but it just popped on my radar. Um, they 2,200 uh, um, famous people, including the president of the largest pharmaceutical company in Spain, all took saline shots. They didn't take the real. They've got caught for taking fake injections. Uh, it doesn't surprise me, but no, I didn't see it. <laughs> Have you seen this book? I'm just on my phone screen. What it does says that cause say? unknown. Oh, it's a no, book. I by heard about it. Yeah. Edward Dowd. I haven't, I haven't read it. No. Holy shit, dude. How happy are you? You didn't take it. Oh my God. Well, I, again, I, I look back and every place that I stood my ground, even though I know I was being a pain in the ass to like some people that I really care about because they're in my chain of command. I was being annoying at this point to deal with as a soldier. Cause I'm just like, I'm not doing that. I'm fucking straight up not doing that, you know? Uh, but I look back and I'm, I'm super happy that I stood for what I believed in, in those moments, uh, every single time. And if, if, and I'm not like, uh, against drugs, you know, if you have a headache and, you want to take a Tylenol, give her. If you can't get a boner and you want to take a Pfizer pill, go Pfizer pill, go ahead. I just, I think there's there's more place to naturally take care of yourself, um, and I want people to have the freedom to use those products, and I want the freedom to decide if I'm going to, and that that goes for everything, but it especially fucking goes for something that you want to inject me with, like. That's where I'm like, okay, I really, really want to make those decisions on my own. Thank but, you very much. But Dallas, when you went in, originally they just pumped you guys full of all sorts of shit, right? 
there was something about this in particular that caught your eye that you were like, uh, this, this, well, so this, this one, yeah, it, it was weird. Like I, I was looking at what was happening in the world. I'm like, okay, there's this thing popping up. Maybe we'll see. Cause I, I, in the military, you have a bunch of vaccines. You, before you go over to country X, like here's a, here's whatever. Most of them are like the, whatever they call the dead virus ones. But anyway, this one came up and I was looking at the demographics that it was affecting. And I was like, well, it's not for me. And I, I've done a, a a bunch of changes in my life, I guess, just to really be more cognizant of ingredients and all these different things that we're using in our food and our cleaning products in our house with air and water, all, all these things. It's like every part of our life, we, we, we think about what we're consuming. Um, so this came and I was like, ah, to me, it seems more like the flu shot in terms of like my risk for things from my own demographic. Um, I'm going to pass. And I do this with the flu shot They bring it yeah. to work. They're like, we recommend you go get this. I'm like, yeah, I don't need it. I'm not getting it. Right. Uh, and this, that's all I thought off the start was, this is exactly the same. And I'm like, I'm also hearing about some negative things, you know, they're like, okay, now don't get whatever AstraZeneca because of this and that. Don't go get the Johnson Johnson because there's some issues and it's changing every single week. Right. So I was like, oh no, I just want more. When I went in at first, I'm like, I'm not getting it right now. I just want more time. And then fucking shit show began. I I couldn't believe the response just to that. And that I was immediately threatened, like, you're going to be fired, posted out of, of this troop that you're in. Like, immediately? What do you mean? Immediately? Like, how so, soon? So I declined this on a Friday afternoon, messaged uh, someone in my chain command. By Monday morning, I was being told by, like, our our squadron wow. sergeant major, you're going to be fired, like, kicked out. Actually, I want you out of the troop by the end of the week is what he said. Like, these, these things that make no sense. And I said this a couple of times, but, like, literally, if I got wasted, drunk, and drove my truck through the front gate, the response would have been less historic. Wow. Wow. So I was like, I had never, I've never seen anything like this before. They've invested all this time and money into Dallas Alexander and he's been, uh, 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 and it's, and it's paid back dividends and defending this country and defending the freedoms and getting bad guys. And now all of a sudden you won't take a shot and it's get the fuck out of here. And you're like, yeah. And for about this other, you've already put too much into me to like one shot and it's over. I, I couldn't believe it. I was blown away at the response, but then that also made me raise. It reminds me of when I fucked my girlfriend's mom and she wanted to break up with me. I'm like, it's just one mom. After all, it's a joke. That's a joke. Together. That's a joke. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, that response it blew my mind and it made me raise an eyebrow and be like, okay, well, what else is going on here then? If this is because it doesn't seem like it's just about like you know go get this little thing so you can still deploy. Um, it was it was interesting. How close were you to taking it? Oh, I was like, "Fuck you!" As soon as someone like so, for one, me and my own uh, stances and upbringing, like if I'm like, "Yeah, I don't think I want to do this," you will do this. My immediate response is like, "Well, now, fuck you! I'm definitely not doing it." Because there's it couldn't yeah. physically make me do it, you know. At least like. They're doctors and whatever. Like, what about just driving. what about just telling him to shoot it on the floor? Yeah, but everyone's too scared to to take the uh, the risk because I'm like, look, we're in a we're in a unit where we work in some gray space in some places. Like this to me is a very solvable problem. You guys really want it that much, and I was I was supposed to deploy a little while after uh, as a TL on a team, and like we were already getting ready and all stuff. I'm like, this is super, in my opinion. This is a very easy thing to solve. Um, Meaning just don't give it to any of us. Meaning just shoot it on the floor and write off that you gave it to us and let us go about our job. Yeah, I 
I, it's just, there's nothing entertained, you know? And then it's funny that you, you talk about this, whatever it was Spanish 2000 people are just like, fuck that. I want saline. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, let me see. I, I was just, I was just looking at, uh, last night. It, it's, it's, um, it, it happened in April. And what's crazy is it's all, it's all fam- It's all famous people. It's, um, well, people with the money. No. Yep. And it's all and it's all healthy people too, right? Like you said, they don't fit the demographic. Yeah. Uh, many questions remain over the false COVID nineteen vaccination certificates bought by stars, sports personalities, and business leaders. Uh, reaction to the news that more than twenty two hundred prominent Spaniards, including the leader of the country's largest pharmaceutical companies, has been one of the uh, uh, has been one of resignation and disbelief. No, it's not. These I, are smart. These are smart yeah, people. I don't, I, I, yeah, I don't disbelieve whatsoever and and do do you know did any did all of your other buddies take it did everyone there take it not everybody no no some people uh some people stood their ground in their own way uh well i'm not gonna get into anyone else's story but right there's there's just not everybody not everybody bought it um do you know anyone who didn't take it who survived the uh, 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 firing like who's who's like still there i don't think so uh so the the tl on the sniper team where what's, the, t- what's the tl or the, uh, the team leader uh-huh. on that team uh he was being put through the process of being like just fired uh and i, I got you out with him because i'm not sure where it ended up um, but he was being he was being tossed. I, I don't know exactly what happened, but I remember that they were enforcing it in the U.S. military, and then um, and then a, a bunch of dudes were getting kicked out. And then all of a sudden, I think it's like about after a year, my timeline might be off. They gave the seals an exemption. Oh. <laughs> so of all, so they and I'm guessing it's because a shitload of seals were saying, "Fuck yeah. you, we're not going to take it." Right? That's awesome. So they gave the seals, and then recently they've said that they've given now the entire U.S. military you don't have to take it. But from what I'm hearing, that's just what they're telling the public that actually in the military, if you don't, there's all sorts of fucking um, uh, penalty okay. punishments and penalties. Yeah, like I, basically, pilots aren't allowed in the air and all sorts of weird yeah. shit. Like, yeah, you can do it, but you can't put your boots on or whatever. We. Uh, I don't know where it stands because it was mandated. And now my understanding is it's not except for like you're saying some specific places. So I don't know what happened to all the people. I know like the, the people that I was keeping in touch with that are like, you know, I'm at this part in the release. Oh yeah. They're kicking me out. They've denied this and that. I don't know where it sits right now, but I, I'm, I'm fairly sure I heard that the, the actual mandate, the big blanket one is over or paused. And again, I don't know. Go ask. CBC, they'll tell you exactly what the truth is. Right. <laughs> when, when, um, uh, Stephen Flores, can someone confirm that in California, Gavin Newsom is dropping the max and va- vax mandate for HCP? I don't know what HCP is. Uh, I start my clinical rotation in June. Oh, is that some sort of National Guard? Healthcare providers, maybe. Oh, man. For, oh, maybe. Thank you. Yeah, you guys are good with acronyms, you military guys. I think you're right. <laughs> We're good at making way too fucking many of them. There's no way Newsom's lifting anything. There's there's no Hey, how do you get in and out of the United States without the vaccine? Do you drive over the border? Cuz I know you can't uh, fly in here. 
Okay, fine. <laughs> Next question. Um, um, a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of have you gotten any pushback from uh, the community for going on Sean Ryan and telling stories? I know that there it's it's kind of interesting. There's all these podcasts and all these mill guys popping up all over, right? Yes. Uh, and they've been around forever telling their stories. And then there's this also this um, silent professional uh, creator. Yeah. Is, yeah, is there right. any from, from any of the people? And again, this is why I consulted with so many of my friends. Um, any of the the warriors whose perspective and opinions I care about? No. Uh, every single one was super supportive. And as a matter of fact, overwhelming majority of them think that we need it for recruiting. Like we, we our numbers are dwindling. No one, it doesn't look like a place you want to be in the Canadian Armed Forces or, or even at JTF2. Um, so from, again, the people I care about and the opinions I care about, they've been super supportive. And they think it's, it's, it's great, great for recruiting. And I've got, like, I've received hundreds and hundreds of messages from young dudes like, I, I want to join this. Can you give tips? This is something I want to do. I, I, this is amazing. I'm glad you're putting this out there. And like, our recruiting numbers are like in the hundreds now. So it, the math doesn't make any fucking sense why they wouldn't say like, oh, hey, maybe we could work together. And this is something I talked about before I got out. Like I uh, I went to the unit. I was like, look, I got a bunch of pictures and video from my career. Uh, I'm going to be, you know, using them kind of to, because part of, so it's like a two gate thing. So I'm coming from the military. I want to use these stories to help music. But I also want to use them to inspire like I do with songs. Um, and, and before getting in the military, I was inspired by stuff that was out there, stories that were out there and things that I'd seen from people previous. And I think it's 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 fair and required to keep pushing that along so the next generation has something to look at and be like, yeah, that resonates with me. I want to go do that. So I told them that like fuck, a year out, six months out. Like, is there someone I could talk to here at the unit so that when I go post something, you guys don't freak out. So ever, I was like, I will vet every single post through this person. As long as it's a professional, like, Hey, do this, do this. Not like you will do this. Cause I'll tell them to fuck off. But if there's a person here that like, I'm going to, I'm going to post this. Here's what I'm going to write. Do you have any issues with that? Is it good for the brand that the unit wants moving forward? And I was just told, yeah, someone's going to be in touch. The PAFO that's like a public affairs officer and like, or someone. Okay. I'm like three months out. Hey, I'm out in a few months. Is there anyone? And this is while all of this bullshit's going on too. You know, I'm still trying to reach out because it's, it's better for, uh, not the unit chain of command. Cause I don't give a shit about them, but it's better for the health of the unit and us getting the best warriors we can have two months out, one month out, literally the night I got out, it's like midnight. I'm like, okay, I, I'm out of the military at 12.01. I've heard nothing. I'm I'm posting like tomorrow. And just, they, they never reached out. I got an email for the public affairs to contact them, send an email and never sent anything back. So I'm like, okay, if you don't care, then just down the line, don't act like you care. And when I got out and started talking about my career, I just hear of, rumblings and chain man and all these meetings happening and fucking unit wide emails going out and, and they were really acting like they cared. <laughs> but, but, and you have documentation showing that, Hey, you didn't give a fuck when I was trying to like get guidelines. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, crazy. When when someone like you leaves, there's a the, there's like just a crazy massive tragedy in the effect of institutional knowledge that's lost. Yeah, maybe not me, but definitely other experienced guys. <laughs> Wait, why not? Why, well, of course you. I think you're just saying that to be hu- humble. But I'm just like, kidding. Yes, like yeah, there, there is experience that's lost. Like I, I work. I taught that on- could save lives. That could save lives. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Man. It's, tell me about concussions. How 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 have you had any concussions in the military? Is it from shooting these big ass bullets? So yeah, 50 cal rocks your brain like it. And I started, uh, I actually got my sniper course. So I've done two of them, but in the regular force military. So when I was in battalion in Edmonton and three VP, I got my sniper course there. and was a sniper. And we shot a lot of 50 cal. 2005, I, 2006. That would have been uh 2006. No, sorry. So I got there in 2006. I did my sniper and my reconnaissance course in 2007. Okay. And then I, did selection for for jt2 2008 um you look so young that's why it's so hard it's crazy how long you were in the military it's crazy oh it's, yeah it's my indian blood yeah <laughs> um the fuck are you saying oh concussions yeah so that gun rocks your brain but you, there's also a bunch of other things like we do a lot of breaching uh with explosives so you're inside a building or a kill house training and stuff and it's like depending on what you're going through those explosions can get pretty big uh, that, that rocks your brain, the, the, like the free fall pair stuff. So snipers, well, actually everyone now you're doing like high altitude, but with like, you know, you have a rucksack between your legs when you're free falling, you have all your gear, you have a helmet on that has night vision, oxygen tank and mask. And so when you go to open your shoot after free fall, like there's like a whiplash effect and that, that adds up. For me, that ended at the end. It just like kept rocking my brain, and I would be all fucked up. No shit. So, you, and you would feel it in the moment. The shoot would jerk oh, you, and you would feel oh. like your brain like rattle in inside like the, the in like the dead silent of the night when we're jumping. I would just hear, and then I get, I would get, it felt like it's like a miniature car wreck every time. And then you like sort yourself out, and you get ready and you do your job. But yeah, there's just, there's all of those kind of mechanisms of injury readily available and then the fight fight stuff so we, we train a lot fighting and sparring and that stuff is you know all of these things started bringing on concussion symptoms easier and easier and easier what Where, like what's a symptom dallas what's a symptom like for me or headaches like, or? for me it's like light sensitivity headaches um nausea and and like it's really struggling to say what's on my mind like a stutter Almost like it's on the tip of my tongue, but I can't get it out. Oh, I must have con- I must have be concussed also. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Are you kicked in the head a lot at some point? No, but, um, it feels, but I but sometimes I think that I stutter like a motherfucker sometimes. Yeah. So so all of those um, memory issues, short term, and there's just things I straight up don't remember. Like even significant things in my life, they're just like they're gone. I don't know. Maybe they'll come back someday, but. Those things, it was all starting to be concerning. And stuff we talk about at work a lot. Like when in Mosul in 2017, when we did make that shot, it was like a week of fighting or fighting, sniping. But we were all shooting so many rounds. At the end of the day, we'd like sit in the room and look at each other, just be brain dead. And everyone's like, yeah, you feeling it? Yeah, I'm feeling it. 
Um, when when you're in there, this is off subject a little bit. Do you guys ever um, get close to running out of ammo? Um, I mean, thankfully, no, not for me. Uh, we generally plan with like what would be the worst case scenario, and we make sure we're loaded. Because I cannot imagine the feeling of not having ammo and needing it really badly. Um, you were in that room for fifty days. I think it ended up being like 52 days and that was through the whole top floor that we had of this, of this place, but it was like in and out. We would go in, watch for like a week and, and nothing really was happening. We'd go like resupply some stuff and, and come back in. Um, the big thing we were there is we were, we were prepping the ground and waiting for the Iraqis to push from the North and push ISIS out of the, like the tail end of kind of downtown where it was really built up. And, and, and when you when you say you're shooting a lot, um, what is that like in a time frame? Like, what is that like? Um, you, does that gun you just put in one bullet at a time? And well, then- there's a magazine on it, so you can just rack the bolt, excuse me, and do it. But most of it, like after five shots, you're now just grabbing around, putting it in, grabbing around, putting it in. Um, yeah, so there's there's just lots of. Uh, and uh, and and how many? Um, I'm going to show this gun again. And, and so these are the guns. That's the guns, fifty cal. And and so and so, like, how many shots would you shoot out of that gun? Let's say, like, if ten shots in an hour, or more. Uh, sometimes more, like sometimes zero. So most of sniping is just watching. Um, but when it was going, we were we were there was a lot of brass on the floor um, because we're supporting perpendicular to this fight. So if there's an ISIS guy with an advantageous shooting position on, let's say an Iraqi convoy pushing or soldiers trying to clear these houses, we would engage. And now we're not hitting all the time, but we're in, they're like, Oh my God, what's happening. And they'll run off from that advantageous position. So we're trying to control what was happening on the battlefield that way. Um, and it's more precise than just like trying to drop a bomb danger close to Iraqis and all this other stuff. So it, a lot of it was just kind of, shaping and attempting to control what was happening in the in the battlefield obviously we wanted to hit them some (laughs) handful of times we did but like uh most of it was that so like all the brass on the floor and all the headaches that we had was not like you know 300 kills although i wish it was um it would be kind of wrangling them up on the battle space and make them do what we wanted this guy right here uh with the with this thing that doesn't look like a gun what what's that what's he doing so that's a spotting scope that i talked about so in this picture right now i'm on the gun like on the left you can kind of just see my like just your butts your butt pointed at us yeah so normally each gun will have a spotter like that guy there sitting behind him and for the shot i was sitting i was a spotter he was a spotter and there's two shooters on the guns right there yeah so there's me on the gun but this is not the actual shot video right here this is clever editing uh so they're behind so that view that you see right now is what a spotter's looking at now he's just looking through a spotting scope that has a lot of uh magnification so he's and and like like that that's what he sees exactly so he's running the spotter is is running all the inputs of the gun um in a sense so he's telling the shooter like here's your elevation here's your wind call and then if it's a hit great it says hit new target if it's a miss he'll give a correction to the to the shooter are there people living in this building uh no there haven't been people in that building for a while and so um what floor are you on that's the top i think it's like was it like the ninth floor 
This is like one of Saddam's penthouses, apparently, at one point. Okay, and so the nine floors below you, there's no one. Like, no one can hear you guys shooting. No. So we shared this building with uh, – well, actually, no. So we shared this building on, the, I think, on the fourth floor. There was Iraqi – I believe they were police. Um, so they knew when we were shooting. But, like, now that's – You weren't afraid they'd dime you out? Uh, no, because if they did, they're in the same building. And okay. we were we were supporting Iraq anyway. Now, there's always concern – that information is going from whoever you're working with to the bad guys for sure. Um, but in this case, you know, if they really like wanted ISIS to give everything they got to this building for one, we have standoff and it would have been incredible if they would have done that. Cause it would, they would have, you could see there's a big gigantic open field there <laughs> between the town and us. Right. Uh, and you'd have to get across that. But it, and, he, and that's water right there too, right? And there's a river. Yeah, so this is right on the riverbank. So if they would have done that, they're in the same building as us. The effects from, you know, let's say they tell on us and then they start mortaring, which would be the only realistic thing they could do. They're they're also getting mortared down below. And 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 that that building right that right there that what I'm looking at 3 kilometers away from there is where the was where the kill happened for the longest shot. Yeah, 3,540 meters. God, that is absolutely amazing. And, um, oh, look at this. Uh, Dallas, have you ever seen any UFOs? Uh, well, I've seen lots of things that I don't know what they are or unable to identify. Okay. Uh, maybe we'll come back. Have you ever seen any aliens, Dallas? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Um. When you were training in Texas, yeah, with this prism scope, this this piece that you put on your scope, I kind of picture it kind of like I don't. I wonder if I explain this right. When you shoot far away and a bullet takes nine seconds to hit its target, you have to point the gun up a little bit, which makes the scope point up, which means you can't see your target. That's so right. you put this prism on that kind of turns your your scope into a periscope, so you can see yeah. down a little bit. Great explanation. Oh, awesome. Okay. That's how I described it before you came on when I was pretending to be you. And okay. And you had that on the gun. And when you were in Texas, you told the guy when he introduced you to this new piece of equipment, hey, I'm going to get the longest shot in the history of fucking sniping with this piece. <laughs> sort that- of. But we, uh, so we were training in Texas, which we, we did before we went down all the time with a guy named Todd down there of Accuracy First. And it's, I keep giving him shout outs because this is, such an unbelievable program and way of shooting and a way of thinking about shooting that I'd never seen before going down there. Uh, it's a huge reason why we have had the success that we have had in our unit. But anyway, this, I had already been overseas to Iraq and then we were training to go again and they showed us this piece of kit, this uh, prism. And I told him and like the guys I was there with and like our Sergeant major was there. I'm like, I promise you on this tour that we're going to break the world record for the longest kill. I look back; it's super funny now. <laughs> like, it's awesome! So, it's awesome, so, dude. And he's like, "You cocky motherfucker, coach! Give me the ball. I'm gonna make it." Yeah. <laughs> um. When when you say that this school in Texas, um, ha- had a uh, 
introduce you to a new way of thinking or, or I don't know what the words, can you, can you give us a nutshell of, of what, what you mean by that? Yeah. So his, uh, his shooting program was just different than I, anything I'd ever seen. I did the, the Canadian forces sniper course, and then I did ours. And when I did mm-hmm. ours, like a GTF two, this is the first time I ever met Todd and he was the way he, he does a bunch of stuff he calls cowboy math, but to get like wind calculations and how to win the, re- how to read the wind. Um, and then how to use the tools that you have in your scope available to you in a way that most people don't or hadn't ever taught before. So just like different dots for quicker engagements, um, using holds in your reticle versus always just having it on the you know crosshair, dial up, dial up, crosshair, dial up, dial up, using holds so that you could shoot a lot faster. Um, yeah. And, and just how to look at and read attempt to read the wind because you have imagine a 2k 3k like you have a wind that you know at your position and that's the one you have the best idea about but like are you looking over ground that is you know is there valleys or hills is there are there clues out there to use and we've kind of always done that with sniping but it's just really dialing in because that's the biggest thing like if you have good ammo you have a good gun and you can shoot a it's like you're a stable consistent shooter everyone can do that because it's not, it's really not that hard, but like a, a wind is always the biggest, <laughs> baddest factor. You make a bad wind call, you're not hitting no matter what. Uh, so he, he got a lot into that, like the art of, of doing that. Um, yeah, it's just a, it's a damn good program. Um, is it open to the public? Uh, I don't actually know. Good question. I don't know. Go reach out to Todd at Accuracy first because he, uh, I don't know, if it's open to public, I guess he'll, he'll take you, but it's. Um, ask Dallas uh, what the approximate drop is at 3,500 meters for a 50 cal. W- what does that mean, drop? Oh, like max ordinance. So like the round, because like you said, you got to point your gun sort of. Uh, if you shoot a gun straight, like let's say you're, you're right along the ground and you're zeroed at 100. Ground's going to travel. Eventually, it's going to run out of juice and it's going to die off. With a round going that far, you're, you're like you're essentially tilting your gun like this. And this is kind of drastic, but so that the round can go and run out of steam, hopefully right at where your target is. Um, so yeah, that question, the approximate drop, I'm guessing they mean like max ordinance is like the highest point that it is, and then how much it drops from there is is what it is. Now, also, we're on the ninth story. So there's some, the, the actual on the ground max ord would be higher because it was. And you got some curvature of the earth shit going on at that point too, right? I mean, you, do you believe the earth is round? Yeah. So there's a, yeah, me, do me I believe, me, if me you were too. to ask me what I believe, <laughs> truly believe yeah. you would find that there is not too much that if someone tomorrow was like, yeah, the earth is flat. I'd be like, yeah. Okay. Hey, I had a flat earther on here, and uh, uh, I, I guess I'm not supposed to call him a flat earther. It's like calling a short person a midget, but it, it was quite interesting talking to him. Yeah, I'm open to it too. Although I believe oh, it's, it, it I believe it's round. I'm open to it being flat too. Yeah, for sure. Like I, there's been so many things that I've believed before, and then been like, oh shit, it's not true. Yeah, and so there's nothing that would surprise me. Right. But anyway, what we're we talking about? Yeah, Coriolis effect. So we we use like a ballistic calculator there's a, a way that we prep our guns and our to match with ammo and all this different stuff prior we use a ballistic calculator to read the weather and barometric pressure calculate coriolis effect and all this stuff now 
we have to give it certain inputs, but then it tells us what a hold will be. Uh, but the one thing you can, you can't do is you can't tell wind from where you are, where it is in the middle, where it is at a mile, where it is down. I mean, you can, cause there's, there's ways to learn it, but there's no, like, there's no device yet. That's like, Oh, here's what it is. Um, so the max ordinance or, or I think you said the, the drop, uh, I don't remember the number right now. Back to my concussions. It was really fucking high. <laughs> when that bullet hits that dude from 3,500 meters away, how is that? Is it going really slow? Uh, no, you would, you would definitely be in like subsonic travel. Uh, is it less than a hundred miles an hour? Like, is it like really slowing down? Oh man. I don't know the math. It was fast enough that he didn't go anywhere. <laughs> because at some speed it's horrible when at some slow speed it's really bad that it hits you like oh, I would th- I, you know what i mean like if it that thing hits you at 70 miles an hour that sounds horrible like you yeah. almost wish it's going like what's the fastest it's going <laughs> you almost uh i don't even remember that oh yeah like the the muzzle velocity coming out like feet per second ones like i don't remember these numbers man this was like four years ago yeah, th- that's eight hundred concussions ago. Hey, and um, true, true. Did I hear that right? Nine. You pull the trigger, and it's nine seconds before the spot yeah, can tell you what happens. It was, close, it was like nine point eight or nine point nine seconds flight time. Uh, Sevon uh, feet per second is eight hundred and forty-four at twenty-five uh, hundred meters. There you go. I, I need to know miles per hour. That's that's the only thing. It leaves the muzzle at 2,800 uh, feet per second. So it slows down by a third. Um, do, 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 do you miss it? You're trained to kill people, and now you don't kill people? Do, do you miss it? Uh, I miss deployments, yeah. Uh, I always Is really it offensive to say that you're trained to kill people? No. That's our okay. focus every single day until we started getting a little woke was on – effectively finding and killing people yeah and and it's, it's kind of like you're trained to do it it's like imagine like if you had a um you were trained to be like a trampoline artist and then there were no more trampolines around it would kind of suck right away, yeah uh it depends though if that trampoline artist was like you know what i'm now feeling really passionate about you know growing a garden there's no more trampolines you might miss it but if you have passion moving you forward then you're not going to look back too much and that's what music is for me right now um, when, when when was the first time you started playing music how old were you oh man i don't know i probably got my first guitar around 18 mm, wow uh but i i really didn't play it much i i only got it to try and learn a few songs to play at a campfire so it would sit in the corner of my room for I don't know, sometimes a year or two, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I think I remember a couple chords, and I'd try and play. Uh, really, really, I started giving her, like, four and... Well, when my brother died, actually. So, like, four and what, a half years now. Uh, what's the connection with that? Um, don't, so he, don't waste your life and do try something new and hard? Uh, I didn't feel like I was wasting my life, but he uh, he had a recording studio in his basement, and... I've always loved music and, and I could play a couple campfire songs, like I said, and he's like, Oh, we got to, you got to come to the studio. Let's record a song. And I was like, yeah, yeah, let's do that. I never got around to it. Um, and then it was like, at that same time I was seeing music out and I was like, that would be really cool to do that as a job. Like I was starting to see it. And at the same time, he was now like 
battling with cancer. And when he passed away, we never got to, you know, make a song. And it was like all these things were trying to point me that way prior. And I was like, what the fuck did I wait for? So yeah, it was, I was, it was all in from there. And I practiced like every single day as much as possible. Obsessed. I would say pretty close. Like uh, it's, it's definitely a passion. It's like, I, I feel the same drive and passion for it for different reasons, but that same fire, like I'm excited when I wake up to, to you know, do a guitar lesson, practice the vocals and write some songs and do this and do that. Um, like I did when I learned about uh, JTF2. Like when I learned about that, I was fired up to go. Like I was thinking about it every day. I'd wake up like, let's train, let's train, let's go. And uh, yeah, it's definitely what it is for music now. Uh, Devesh Maharaj, Sevi loves to try something new and hard. Easy. Settle down there, buddy. <laughs> Settle down. Um, uh, one hour a day, three hours a day. Oh, some days it's a lot more than that. You can ask fingers bleed. Are your context. tips, your fingers all fucked up? There's been times where I thought I like legitimately injured my fingers. I'm like, that hurts so much. There's gotta be something wrong. And then just like the next day would just be a little more callous. Uh, yeah. And then there's some, cause I was playing for multiple years now, the last three, probably like three to five to six shows in a week, sometimes two or three a day. And that's like two or three hours of singing. I'll get done on like, Oh my God, my voice. <laughs> like, <laughs> scared. Are you, do you ever get scared getting in front of the crowd, Dallas? Uh, Oh hell yeah. The first open mic, when I really was like, I'm going to get going. I could, I learned like <laughs> I could play four or five songs. I'm starting to write a little bit. So I started going to open mics. The first open mic I did, I was scared shitless. I was more scared than anything I'd done in the military. And there was like seven people in the bar and they didn't really give a shit about if my song sucked or not. But I was like, my heart was pounding. Uh, yeah. Oh, I've been, I've been scared for sure. I can't, I can't believe I, it's crazy to, to pick that up at 18. How old were it? And, and then already be performing. How old were you when you first performed? Oh, this was until probably four years ago now. So 22, Maybe twenty, so, maybe twenty twenty was the first time I like went out. So to you were bar still and, in. You were still in the military when you started performing. Yeah. yeah, and that's why I used my my first and my middle name, Dallas Alexander, not Dallas Lamont or whatever. And 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 do you um do you play any other instruments? Uh no, no. I, no piano. No, I would love to learn. I will at some point. It's just I really need to work on my guitar playing to get to the level of like where I can start spending time on other instruments instead of the guitar. <laughs> Um, uh, late to the show, did Dallas serve with Devin? He sure did. Um, no, I don't think Dallas does. Uh, what does Dallas uh, think of this year's open? You, you're, you're not a CrossFitter, are you? CrossFitter? No, yeah. I, I enjoy what it, I, I've done a lot of CrossFit. I like what it has brought to fitness. Um, and I've got like, we've got the rack and the bumper plates and the rogue stickers in our garage gym. Uh, I like that. The but, rogue stickers, but I don't go to, uh, I don't go to like a CrossFit gym. No. Okay. Assholes settle down. What's his favorite ice cream. Now he shut it. Uh, he, they're making fun of me. That that's a sign that they think I'm asking dumb questions or, or someone's asking dumb questions. <laughs> hey, um, what, what are you doing to stay in shape? Uh, I, I like to just, I've, I've dumbed it down a lot and I like to chill out a lot. Um, so I, I walk a lot and I do ruck, like I ruck march a lot. When you say uh, you walk a lot, like, what do you mean? Like if you want a coffee and the coffee shop's three miles away, I'll walk you'll, put on, you'll walk but, there. Six yeah. mile walks, like nothing for you. you walk there. Yeah. yeah. And like, 
it's like i want to go enjoy a podcast it's fucking uh-huh. five hours long i'll just put on a backpack and i'll go for a, a long walk um and then I, I try to lift lift heavy as possible um for the cardio stuff i like doing hill sprints i don't know if that's considered in the cardio range and then yeah jiu- fuck yeah ass buster and then i try and roll like jujitsu wise as much as i can i'm traveling a lot now for music so it's it's sporadic but i try to keep that going uh you are how often are you rolling oh if i told you any consistent number i'd be lying but when i'm here in ottawa i try and go twice a week um but like yeah, i just got back last you. night and i'm leaving again tomorrow so where are you going tomorrow i'm going to delaware rehoboth beach for a, a concert i'm going to be a part of um you'll fly there or drive uh, i'm going to drive yeah, yeah, smart, smart man. Hey, so is your life um, guitar, uh, music? So that's like writing and playing. Yeah. And then um, you you have you have uh, who are these people? You have a uh, there's some hot lady in your life. Oh yeah. And uh, let me see if I I know I had it here, here somewhere. Please don't tell me I lost it. Oh, maybe I pulled up a picture of your dad instead. Hold on, let me see. Like my, and, and and then there's kids. Oh yeah, I got uh, two boys who are teenagers. I got a daughter who's two, and we got one on the way. Oh, you have a fourth on the way. Yeah, I think like five. There was a great picture. Maybe I. There's one of her up higher. If you're asking about Sarah. Well, there was one with the whole family, even with the little girl you got. That's oh yeah, that's okay. just yeah, absolutely that adorable. We'll be on there somewhere. And so, are those the, are those the three components of your life? music and family what was the third one i don't know i didn't say it i was probably just trying to trick you and and uh and in fitness uh health health it matters a lot it's a it's i put a lot of priority on it because i'm not going to be able to play songs and be here for my family if my health is shit or not in the way that i want like i love being outdoors taking them on adventures yeah it's my boys and my my girls have you carded her how old is she uh my daughter's two no i mean the girl <laughs> the, the mom yeah sarah she's uh i've carded her but it could be right. fake she looks really young god she looks young yeah um so wow you're living a great life and, and you have a fourth one on the way on the way and, and what does she think about and, and your family think about your your musical um your musical journey oh the amount of support is insane she she's all in she uh there to support in any way that i need and uh yeah and she even has now started listening to country music which i never thought would happen yeah that's awesome it's weird how country music i I was a i was a a gangster rap kid you know from the 90s 80s and 90s and as i get older i get i turn more and more to country music i like country music it's great well there was no country artists on the epstein travel logs i'll just say that wow is that really true? No <laughs> Willie Nelson, no Kenny Rogers. No. <laughs> Fuck. I fucking love it. A lot of, a lot of other artists on there. Yeah, though. and and your leader I think is on there. <laughs> Mr. Trudeau's on there. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Hey, what a. In this oneness, where we're all just cells in this creature of light and love, what is Trudeau's role as? I mean, is he a cancer? Is he a cancerous cell? What what is this abomination of a human being? 
if I look at it from- Why are we being tested to love him? Well, that's the thing. If I look at it from my own experience, it could be just that. How do I respond to something I don't have control of? How do I respond to people's opinions that vary greatly from mine? How do I let it disrupt my own peace? It could fucking, if this was just all a simulation built for me, he could very well be here for that role. There's these people in your country who were just trying to put food on their table, not be forced to take drugs, and they were being called misogynists, racists. That thing, man. I mean, the same thing happened in my country. Uh, Gavin Newsom did that to us too. It's like if you voted for Trump, you were a racist. It's like yeah. – dude, or a misogynist or a homophobe. It's like are you kidding me? I'll, I'll hold another man's uh, uh, dick so he doesn't have to put his beer down. Do not call me a fucking homophobe. But, yeah, but like I'm – but I sure I, you guys do that a lot of JTF too. I heard by the way <laughs> they do uh, now. <laughs> it's just it's it's crazy. Yeah. D- does it seem like it happened really quick to you too that the nut the nut house got control the keys to the steering wheel? It feels it, like it happened so quick to me. Yeah, yeah, it does. It like it, it, it had never been on my radar so much as an adult. Just like that because I think it was always like, it was pretty all right. You know, we go yeah. back and forth and opinions on how our money was spent and all of this stuff. And you know, what the government was doing, what they weren't. And it would be like, ah, I don't know if I like that or we could probably change this. But then it was just like a hard, crazy left turn, let's say. And, uh, it was blowing my mind. It was it's like, it's mind. like, you know, when you walk through airports and they have like, uh, like they'll have like, you walk through these long sections and there'll be like a, like a kind of like a museum display. It'll be like all of the, the Barbie dolls from the last 50 years and they have them in glass cases or all of lunch boxes or something. Or, or like, you know, like if you walk through and there would be like the history of, 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 of transgender in the arts. Now it's like, and you wouldn't even think twice about it. Now it's like every fucking elementary school has a transgender fucking performance at it in California. I'm like, how did that become in high demand? Uh, I have no clue. (laughs) How did that become? Yeah. Uh, um, Dallas, you said something. I, I had a, I had a friend sitting next to me in a coffee shop one morning at six in the morning, and he said to me, "This is we were twenty, and he said, "You know what's crazy about me and you?" And I said, "What?" And he said, "This is in Santa Barbara, California." He said, "If a rock fell from the sky and killed both of us right now, we'd both still be sitting here." And when he said that, I knew exactly what he meant. It was fucking weird. And I heard you say something about when you were on mushrooms about your brother that resonated with me on that level. Does that make sense to you? What I just uh, said? Yeah. That, that yes. <laughs> and could, could you explain it better to me? Like, could you give me, I don't know if insight? I can do a better job. Half of the time when I try and explain, especially that trip of psilocybin or that journey, uh, I feel like if you haven't done it, I sound like a complete lunatic. Uh, but if you have, then it makes a little bit of sense. Um, and it was just that that was the hardest thing I'd ever gone through. I didn't know I couldn't, I didn't have the tools to, to resolve any part of it. I found, um, so I'd been reading and hearing about psilocybin. So I was like, fuck it, let's do it. And I, there were some, some points I had taken from it. Like, you know, 
I wanted to do a big gigantic dose and I wanted to be in a set and setting that was calming and kind of meditative. Excuse me. And uh, so I was like, I'm going to try it. And yeah, and part of it was I was, I didn't know what, what was going to happen. So I like, I sent Sarah and, and my daughter out of the house. I'm like, just check back in in like eight hours or I'll message you when whatever this ride is, is over. Um, but part of it was that like the, the thing I'd been struggling the hardest with was my brother passing away. And uh, it, it was part of this journey that I like went into a very dark, dark place that was about the scaredest I had ever been. Uh, in, in, but then he, he like came, visited me <laughs> in some capacity with almost like an expression of just like, why are you, why are you having such a hard time with this? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I'm right, I'm right here. I'm still right here. The whole, in the same space, you know, I haven't gone anywhere. Um, were you sitting down when this happened? Yeah, I was, uh, sitting or I was laying on the floor, our living room floor, actually. And there's carpet in there? Uh, there is carpet in there. And, 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 and he was there with you? Yeah, well, it was like, this was internal. Like I had, I was, I think I might've even had my head covered. Uh, but it was like, everything was black and dark and silent. Like it was like so weird. I, there's just thoughts, um, like when my own ego would creep in, like this is death or hell. Like you've, you're done and you might, you're not coming back from this one perhaps. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. That's always a fucked up feeling on hallucinogenics. Oh, yeah. this isn't, this is never going to end. Yeah. And like, what did you get yourself into? <laughs> yeah. Um, do, do you, do you think it was him or, or, or it was your image of him that you were talking with? Do you think you were talking? God, I know it's such a, it's a, it's, I know the question doesn't even make sense what I'm about to ask you, but was it him or was it you? I think or was, and- was it, I'll say they, or was it they? Yeah. You guys. I, I'll, I think, and I say that because my stance on belief being a very strong word is like, who the fuck knows? I think that it, it just shows us something different that we have not been taught to understand. So, you know, we're taught from a young age, this is how the world is the way you're perceiving it. Let me explain to you what that means. And it's just a bunch of other people that don't know what the fuck they're talking about. So, you know, this is the world we're in. This is what this means. That what this is, you know, it's made up of this amount of, you know, atoms and elements and all these things. And you're just like, you have to believe them, right? You're like, these are the people that have been here before me, my parents and scientists and teachers and religious leaders. And you're like, I, I guess so. They're explaining what I see, for instance. Um, but I think there's, I think there's more missing than we understand. For sure. And I think that's what it is. That's what I think. Um, just it's something and we 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 try to use language the best that we can to describe things that cannot fucking be described (laughs) well the the there's this Taoist saying um that i talk about a lot on the show naming is the origin of all particular things but the thing that people really have a hard time understanding is that there is something that is no thing it's not nothing but it's no thing. Oh yeah. And it can't be named and since you can't name it it's not you have no origin of a particular thing and this is kind of that that fucked up spot um yeah. that we we and that's why we have people did you ever listen to Eckhart Tolle? 
Oh, yes. One of the most profound books of my entire life. Right. Which changes. I, I listen to it or read it all the time. I always go back to it. And the page I open is always relevant. Uh, is a new earth. Yeah. The dude's made a career of pointing. He's a master of pointing at no thing. Yeah. Yeah. He's a master of that, right? Yeah. How about how about Lao Tzu and the Tao Te Ching? Are you are you are you uh, uh, do you uh, like it? I, ha- I just so I'm not getting it wrong. That's the one with like a million like smaller lessons. It, it, it's it's uh, there's um it's it's the the one I have is it's um let me see how many how many uh I don't even know what you would call these sayings. Yeah, like but a million. There's, obviously not there's like eighty one. Okay, <laughs> and 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 and, all, and the, like um uh whoever is planted in the Tao will not be rooted up. Whoever embraces the Tao will not slip away. Her name will be held in honor from generation to generation. Shit like that. The Tao okay. that can't yeah, be named well, is not the eternal Tao. I, I have one that is adopted, or I don't even know how you would call it to parenting. Oh. It, it, was it written by uh, Khalil Gibran by any chance? Do you know who that is? I remember. I'd have to look at my bookshelf. Oh, oh. But I have a lot of children, so I read yeah. a lot about parenting so I can hopefully do it properly. You like being a dad? Love it. It's it's uh, it's real close to the top of the list of important things. And, like, I mean, I, I like to look after my health so that I can be a, a father. Um, but just it's the most beautiful thing and they're the best teachers in the universe are you going to become um wealthy with your musical career wealthy like financially wealthy yeah i mean that'd be all right but i'm i'm really i'm not going to let it i mean knock on wood's guiding light i'm using let that change the the way i want to do it so I have two things that are like guiding my music. And that is, I want to learn how to be a really good songwriter. I want to write songs and then I want to play them to people that want to listen. And that's it. I don't want to change my songs So more people want to listen. I don't want to, you know, do something that takes away from that so that there's more streams or income coming in. I want to get the best song, but if what I put out and I'm passionate about, if someone doesn't like it, then don't listen to it. When you were in Texas and you had this um, thought of how you were going to use this prism, was that the first time in your life that you had made a call like that? Do Do you ever remember being a little kid and yeah, being no. like, "Hey, no, I make calls like that all the time." <laughs> yeah, but I believe in like you, you hear manifestation. I'm sure. Um, I I think people believe in it in different ways. I believe in it. Because I've seen it work for me so many times. Like I started training for JTF2 and I'm like, I am going to this unit. I'm telling you right now, I'm going to this unit. Uh, the attrition rate is 90 plus percent, 99. Everyone wants to go to the, you know, I'd hear recruiters like, okay, kid, slow down. First course, okay, slow down. Um, but I think what it does is it, it just anything manifesting. Like, so if you, if you journal, let's say every morning, and you put in there a list of things that you want to happen and you're, and you're writing them in a certain way. We, we only have so much focus and you know, everyone's like, yeah, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do this. I want to do that. But then how much of your day speaks to the fact that you want to do that? 
how much of your day is proving to you or anyone that you want to do that. Um, and I think that's, that's why I make calls like that. And that's why I, I, I I'm, I'm trying to manifest things because I'm like, it, I can, it'll always bring me back to what do I want to focus on today? And can I get a little bit God. closer to what I want to do? And it's super slow. Like when you're trying to learn guitar, learn how to sing. It's like some days you're like, fuck. And then the next day, like there's a tiny little increment of improvement. And then the next day it's like, ah, maybe gone two steps back and you focus in on, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And eventually you'll get there. And let's say it doesn't happen. Whatever that is, that it is for you. Like, is the journey wasted? Is you focusing on something you're passionate about, staying present in the moment? Hell no. That's the only way to live anyway. So it, it might mean that your goal was maybe not well thought out. Dude, you you worded that so good. How much, like, there's, there's a correlation between making the call and how much effort you're putting in to something. Yeah, I, th I think there is. Um, do you have a manager? I do. Yeah, I just got them a little while ago. It's a team that's lovely people. When when you were a sniper, did you have a, a spotter assigned to you? Uh, Not assigned. Like, we would be in, in debts, and we'd work with, you know, your shooting partner, and we'd switch up. So, like, that tour, for instance, my my – spotter and shooter because we, we switch on the gun as a, as a good buddy because uh, i because i wonder if like you're put you put everything into music but then do you, are, i wonder like if you're going to be happy with your management team do you ever get resentful of people around you who aren't working as hard as you uh no i think where that would happen is if what i've discovered <laughs> musicians do not have the same and this is a very general statement, but like, I don't know, like timing, discipline, and like responsibility to what they say necessarily. So there's been a couple of times where like, you know, expecting someone to show up to something and they just don't, or they're not on time. I'm just like, I'm like, well, that's what you said you were going to be here. I don't understand it. Uh, but resentment to other people. No, 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 no. Cause I, I don't have a, like, once this happens, I've made it. So I don't really care that much. I, I enjoy learning. I, I'm working hard at it. And it's a passion, but like I already play my songs to people that come to listen to them. And then I connect with them. That is fucking making it. You know, I spend my day doing shit that I like and love. And it keeps me in like a flow state present thing. So like that is making it all the other stuff is things are going to happen because of hard work. Um, and I look, I really try to look for opportunity. Um, it's something that I write in the morning when I write in my journal and I do, and if something comes along, I'll be like, I think that might be for me. And I explore it. Um, but I don't, you know, if someone's like not giving her as much as me, I don't expect that from anyone either. Like other people are going to have different levels of passion for things and music is included in I apologize. I'm 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 making a. Uh, how how are you for time? Oh, uh, time is it? I probably get another. I, my schedule's on my phone here. I have a call with someone, but I'm sure they're good for another little while. Waiting. Are you having fun? I am having fun. Yeah. Okay, good. Fun. All right. I don't want to 
fucking ruin anyone's day. Hey, do you think um, uh, I, I like that? Do you think journaling's uh, crazy important for people who want to have goals, or or, or, or do you think it depends on people, or do you think no, it's a mistake not to journal? No, I, if you have some some way of just like for me, the reason I use it is I use it in this kind of way that's become popular. Like I write down a few things that I'm grateful for. I write down the shit that I want to do or that like I, I see happening in my future. And that's what I'm chasing after. And that's what I'm, I want to keep fresh in my mind. And then I write down a few things I'm going to do that day. Why that's do you write down what you're grateful for? I, I, I sense this huge power in being in, in gratitude. I just haven't figured it out. Yeah. Well, it's just, in even if it's as brief as just jo- just thinking about that thing for that moment it is fucking impossible for you to be stressed or anxious or somewhere not present to that thought so like i take a sip of this water and i'm like okay i am grateful for like how delicious it is how i drink whatever it is it could be super small but you in that brief moment you you can't be somewhere else like your your thoughts are on gratefulness and I think even if you just do it for that small amount of time in the morning, now I try to bring it into my entire day, but that's one part of the price where I'm like, okay, I'm doing it right now. So even if I'm all fucked up all day long, my brain's all over the place, I'm thinking about the past, I'm thinking about the future, I'm regretting this, I'm anxious about this. For that moment, I am going to be present. And this is why I love doing like a cold plunge so much. <laughs> we have a nice oh. backyard and I'm like, you are fucking present in that thing no matter what's going on in your life. Burpees are like that burpees are like that yeah burpees for time well uh i always say if you're having a shitty day do 100 burpees for time it will unfuck you you that's another Dao saying stop thinking your problems will end uh, yep. oxygen deprivation will fucking snap anyone out of feeling sorry for themselves they'll pull yep. their shit together quick that's right yeah cold yeah i you know um when my boys uh sometimes if they're in the shower and they're fighting i have two six-year-olds and an eight-year-old and if they're like they're not fighting but they're getting too rambunctious in there I'll go fill up a huge fucking bucket of cold water. Black. Yeah, and just pour it on them. And they're oh, oh, oh. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Welcome back to the present moment. Yeah. <laughs> we we are we're here. Hey, what do you think about um semen? Uh I never wanted to join the Navy. No, not that not Navy. that kind. Not oh, that okay. kind. Like uh, kind of reside in my balls. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that um do you think that there's some magical like there's this hey that's a lot of fucking energy and it makes babies when it mixes with the egg and yeah. you better and you better not just be like uh just wasting that shit. You better not just be just like sitting around jerking off to porn all day. You better Yeah, like- so I read that porn's a different issue, but uh I read that a few places and a few times now. I don't know what I think about it. What if it's like the prism on the end of the scope? Like I, I was, I was trying to like think of like some funny like it's like the magic juice that like that you put that you need to manifest stuff through. Uh then then none of my manifestations would have come true. <laughs> right, 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 right. You've let some semen out. You've let. I mean, at least four times you've let it out. So like exactly at least four times. But I was not saving it up in between all those. I'll tell you that much right now. I I don't know how I feel about this. There's part of me thinks. You think it's maybe not the semen I misunderstood, and it's more like the discipline around it could the be. energy of the thought around it or the distraction. Maybe it has nothing to do with the actual juice. It could be, but I've heard the same thing. I've heard the same thing. Um, yeah, and I don't know. I, I'm more of like uh, we were real blessed to be 
doesn't matter what your opinion on anything is. You either evolved to get here from a big mathematical bang or someone created you and we're put here. Either way, we have been giving the gift of orgasm and it's yeah, about and procreation, fucking, right? About the fucking craziest, best thing in this universe. So like, I don't want to not, not do that, man. Hell no. Um, you, there's this book, uh, that you probably would like, it's called stranger in a strange land. Okay. And uh, it was written in the fifties and they say it's a sci-fi novel, but it's not really a sci-fi novel. It's a, it's, it's really a spiritual novel. It's written by, Robert, I think the guy's name is Robert Heinlein. Okay, never and, mind. And, and he, I, I think he was friends with Ray Bradbury and the Scientology dude. Uh, and uh, uh, the Dianetics guy and oh. Alfred Hitchcock. I think those four cats were like peers. They were all peers. Oh, wow. Crazy, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, uh, Hitchcock, right? He wrote The Birds and Psycho. And yeah. he did, okay. So in this movie, there's a creature from another planet. And one of the things he says is um, all the other beings in the universe that are that have the capability of being enlightened are asexual. Humans are the only beings on the planet that can be enlightened but also procreate. Uh, you guys have completely fucked it up. <laughs> and it's it's a fuck it's a fascinating thought. It's kind of like what you said. It's like we 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 can have our cake and eat it. Uh, two, uh, possibly on yes. uh, on. I mean, my 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 crew is so soft. Listen, oh my so god, maybe that's why I'm not enlightened. I don't know because you let too much. Uh, oh my god, Sevi, come on, what the? Well, that's a hell of a transition. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Next, we'll be discussing edging. What? what? Oh, Heinlein. What did I say? Is it is it Robert Heinlein? No, it's not the Seaman podcast. It's the Sevon podcast. God, there's some good chirps. <laughs> yeah, these these guys, they, they they act like they didn't know I wasn't going to mention. Um, hey, if you're going to talk about mushrooms, you got to You got to also be able to talk about uh, a semen. W- would you Would you want your child to enter the um uh the military? Do you have any goals for your children? I want them to do whatever they find passion in doing. Craig Harrison said it's not natural to kill people. I don't think I agree. You don't agree? No. Not sure what he's saying or what he's up to. I just – my the way I think about it, I don't think I agree. It's not – you don't think it's in, in, in conflict with – Nature? Because look at nature. Fucking great point. Um, but I, I see us all as kind of mirrors here. Not kind of. I think we are all just mirrors reflecting yeah. each other, right? That's why alone time is so valuable because you don't have anyone reflecting and validating your bullshit. So you have to kind of sit with it. Yeah. And then if you see an, another being whose who's life is ended, it, it, it's a weird thing to mirror. Like somewhere there's a disconnect there, maybe. But all you're seeing is you're seeing a different part of the, the, like, it's just another transformation in life is all you're seeing. So like, I don't believe after that happens, you go anywhere necessarily. It's an ugly part because our ego uh, has been told 
and then maybe experiences this after who knows that that is the end because the only thing ego has now is trying to keep you all over the fucking place during this lifetime. Yeah, it's trying so, to hold the nonsense that is Sevan Matosian together. That's right. Game. Yeah. So it doesn't want to disappear because if energy doesn't go anywhere, let's say these you know these scientists have it right, and in, in that case, you're you know we're going to leave this this shell that we're in, um, but it's going to be somewhere, and and then that body's going to make plants grow and it's going to feed animals that are going to kill other animals and we're going to come kill them. And, uh, <clears throat> I just think, I think it's all such an extremely not, I don't want to say natural, but like it's, it's a part of this. Like right. you can't, you can't love being born and then just fear and hate dying. Cause you don't get, you can't have one <laughs> without the other, you know, at least for now, fuck who knows what happened with science. But like, so I I look at death the same, same. It's, it is one hundred percent this part of our existence, um, as me talking to you. When when you've been you you've 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 done the psilocybin experiment um, three times, correct? Three times, yeah. Um, does do those thoughts ever come up about your job as a sniper when you're on them? And have you had any moment? Have you had any moments where you? Uh -huh. You, you. Uh, this is going to be a dickhead thing to say with the presupposition, and I apologize. I don't mean this this way, but where you've had to, where you feel like yeah. you've asked for forgiveness from 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 the world, or if you've maybe asked for guidance, I hope you know that I'm just trying to do the best I can because it is the most serious thing that you've done on the. It, it is. It, it's got to be one of the most intense things you could do on the planet, right? I mean, I mean, yeah. it's up there with. I mean, we were talking about having sex earlier and making babies, but then also taking an, an, another life is yeah. pretty intense. Uh, it's intense, but I don't. Um, I don't know. I, I've tried to keep really consciously keep my head when in these chaotic places that are battle spaces. Um, so I've never. I've never killed anyone where I'm like, oh, maybe that guy was, you know, brought along for the wrong reason. And now I, there's a sentiment that I agree with when people are like, we shouldn't be killing and there shouldn't be war. Fuck. I totally agree. Let's, let's all not do it. If we could get everyone to agree right now and start building towards, you know, how about everyone on the planet having like a decent life? I'm all for it. The implementation of that, unfortunately is, so far to this point in human history, fucking impossible. So while you are saying, don't kill, don't go to war, while you're doing that, one person is raping 200 little girls. One person is, is cutting off someone's head. One person is, is ravaging entire lands and destroying history and museums and just anything in their way, they're running over it. So I'm like, okay, you go over there and talk about not killing and no war, and then I'm going to go over here and try and make a better place so that hopefully someday your opinion can happen. I wow, wow, that is fucking crazy what you just said. <laughs> that's 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 some potent shit. Well, it's 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 the mix. That was profound what you just said. That's valuable for people. Well, you're over there. So. I'm over here protecting you. So you, I'm over here making sure this dude doesn't rape and kill you, so that you can uh, come, create a world where there's peace. Yeah, before this motherfucker so. comes and kills you takes all kind of people and yeah. it's just 
you can't, which we try this, right? Like you, you build a school in, in Al Qaeda or Taliban run Afghanistan. Great. You build a school, girls go there and then Taliban comes and throws acid on them. you it's, you didn't do anything like you gave them a place to target. So without sorting out some stuff and we have a foundation of like, okay, let's all agree that we're at least not going to throw acid on the little girls that go to school. Now maybe we can build a school. Um, but that's just like a full circle, long-winded way of saying that I do not have anything in my brain that has ever been touched with psilocybin because I don't, I don't, there's really, I don't feel bad about any of it. I, I thought it was for the, for the greater good as cliche as that is. Um, my, when, uh, the, the founder of, uh, of CrossFit and, and, and the CEO who it spread to seven continents and 15,000 gyms, when George Floyd died, he, he said, I will not mourn uh, George Floyd's death. And some people got really upset at that. And well, I don't either. Yeah, I don't. And I don't either. Yeah. And it's kind of crazy because I, I have zero tolerance for someone driving around on the streets uh, high on uh, alcohol, fentanyl, and methamphetamines because I have three little kids that could be riding their tricycle in the street. Yeah. And it's 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 um, the whole thing is uh, fascinating to me. Um, that that's not even as bad as raping uh, little girls and boys. Yeah. By by the by the truckloads. Yeah. Um, but but I don't. Um, and that was the third time. I, I, I hate to make this so contentious and bring up uh, Mr. Floyd, but that was the third or fourth time he had been uh, pulled over while driving under fentanyl. I saw the videos. He always yelled, "I can't breathe!" And it's just crazy to me. At, at, at some point, he was going to hit a, a pedestrian, yeah, and kill someone. That's just what happens eventually. Or the, the odds are, and it's you, and, and you're right. It's like, um. What if we had a sniper on every uh, top and they knew a building in, in major city and they knew that if you were drinking and driving and there was a kid within fucking 500 yards of you, they just put a bullet in your head. Part of yeah. me is like, um, I, it's crazy. What, what, a why, why do you think some, why do you think some men um, process it? I mean, each man processes this differently, right? I, you seem like. Do you talk to men who aren't processing it as well as you? Do you think you're processing this whole thing well relative to your peer group? I think that part of it, yes. Um, I've, I've, you know, friends with all kinds of mixed mixed experiences, I guess. Um, yeah, it's because it, it's it's so chaotic and crazy that I don't, I don't even know if it's possible for everyone to process it the exact same way. Um, but I. I went into it. It's just, I was very intentional with it. So when I, when I was doing my sniper course, the original one in the Canadian armed forces, I was like, okay, we like the way the instructor spoke and all this stuff. I was like, I knew I wanted to go to JTF to do counterterrorism and all this stuff. Um, but when the way we were talking and training, I'm like, okay, this, this is real. This is for killing people. And I never wanted to go down the path. Like, I don't know if you've read on killing or on combat, those books. No. Um, Should I? Uh, yeah, I think they're, they're, they're great books. Um, they talk about the mindset of how some of these military programs were made, let's say in the Marines or whatever, and why you always hear terms used to dehumanize who you're fighting, you know, like you just pick a war and they had a, they had a dehumanizing name. Um, I never wanted to, I never wanted to, to buy into that because I wanted to know that every single time 
we, we called an airstrike or sent a sniper run or whatever, that's a human being being killed. Um, and I think that helps in the later processing. If you're still making that decision, it's not like I was trained or brainwashed or tricked into doing it or the circumstances, the intensity. I'm making a deliberate decision right now. So you have to make a decision <laughs> and it's instead of covering it up uh, with all these other things that aren't real, like dehumanizing them and just like, Oh, I had to do it for war. You, you, Cause that all needs to be unboxed later somehow. Like it's, it's going to come out somehow. So I think it's like the processing of it on the, uh, the front end or, or during. Um, do they train you for that? Do they tell you that? There, no, like I wasn't, I wasn't trained. It was just the way I was thinking about it. Cause I read those books and, and it was recommended that we read them. And what I got out of it was that I'm like, I don't want to dehumanize then if this is why it's being trained, but then why it's such a hard time to process it later. Um, they need to tell you that shit. It's like smoking. They tell you it's bad for you. Fuck if it's bad for you. Someone should tell you don't ever do nicotine because you will eventually have to quit, and it's so fucking hard to quit. So, <laughs> And then you're going to think about wanting it all the time, and it's like just don't do nicotine so you never have to worry quitting. And they need to tell the guys that like, hey, just so you know, be co- we're going to be conscious when you kill people so you don't have to fucking unpackage that shit later. Yeah. Like the more conscious you are now and you process it now and the more true you are to yourself now, the better you'll deal with it later. And if not, because I mean, because you hear the stories of the crazy stories, right? Yeah. Of the fucking five guys that get the tomahawks and start scalping the people and just the yeah. fucking madness, right? Yeah. Uh, Wad Zombie, it's crazy that there are only two types of people that wear Hawaiian shirts, middle-aged golfers and the world's most dangerous men. <laughs> uh, this guy can speak. Uh, Canadian Magnum. Oh yeah, like Magnum PI. Holy shit! It's fucking an updated Magnum PI, Dallas Alexander. <laughs> oh oh shit! Oh, he just fucked Sevy up. Yeah, I always get fucked up on my guests. So what? I mean, I'm easy to fuck up. Yeah, he's just dropping bombs on me right now. Uh, okay, what is this? Uh, Devesh Maharaj. Uh, Wad Zombie, I'm neither, and I'm half half my closet is Hawaiian shirts. Oh, you're, something's wrong with you if you're not dangerous and you wear Hawaiian shirts. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, um, the, the, the Sean Ryan show, and, and, then, and then, then you went on Andy Stump's podcast? Yeah, went to Montana for a little, little visit. And uh, he's a good talker, too. Yeah. It, was that your first time meeting him? Yep. Yeah, both when I went were the first time meeting both of them. Yeah. And, and then and then what's next for you? What what what's what's uh uh well right now it's it's a big focus on music and, and songwriting. I've had a handful of podcasts reach out that I'm gonna like just chat with as many people as wanna talk. Um How come? Because I think there are things that I and like even let's say none of the controversial newspaper headline stuff comes out, even though I think it's important for people to know, like, look, I was in this unit that people really hold on a, like on a pedestal, let's say, and even they lost their fucking minds. So like, there's, I got a a ton of messages of people like, you know, I felt I was so alone in these decisions that I've made and so on and so on. And I'm super happy to hear that, you know, I wasn't. Uh, Yeah. So for one, that's it. But even if none of that stuff ever comes out and it's just about music uh, or whatever else, I want people to come give my music and songs a chance. And if they don't like them, then don't listen to them. I'm okay with that. But I've, I've really connected uh, with people through music. Like I've had 
people at shows crying when they come talk to me and that like something in some of the lyrics I've written or whatever has helped. Uh, and I want to continue to do that. So the more people that I talk to, uh, in, in things like this is be maybe the more people that either come out to a show or that, or that listen and, and might find some kind of inspiration. How long have you had this phone number, your cell phone? Uh, not that long. Uh, why did you change it? Uh, I, I just changed it after I got out of the military. Your phone like number? Year, yeah. How come? Um, I didn't want to have that phone number anymore. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Back off, Sevy. Back off. Uh, and 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 um, I hate changing phone numbers. Yeah, it could be a pain in the ass. I thought about it for a while, uh, but then I was like, you know what? I like my new phone number. Yeah, and and you're an iPhone guy. I am. Yeah, they me too. Can make it so easy. That's why. Yeah, so they can gather all my information and do whatever they want with it. But everyone's doing it anyway. So okay, don't change this phone number. Okay. <laughs> okay, and 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 if you do, uh, text me and give me your new phone number. Deal. Got a deal. Yeah. Yeah, because we need to stay in contact because um, you're going to become a big time and I'm going to become big time. Um, and it will be fun to. Uh, Let's be big time. Yeah, it'll be it'll be fun to be big time together. Yeah. Um, thank you for um, everything you've done. Thank you for processing in a healthy way. Thank you for being a role model to uh, human beings everywhere, holding your head up high, being a man of dignity, integrity, um, honesty uh loyalty just you're you're fucking a great dude man i i try to do all those things and i don't do them perfectly i'll say that right now yeah all we can do is try me too what about what oh uh, one of the last questions what about um uh detergent for your clothes what do you use for detergent for your clothes uh we use like a natural thing my wife picks she's very or fiance rather she's very into uh very into making sure there's no chemicals in this house yeah no tide you're not allowed to use tide no, if someone even comes here that uses Tide, she is sensitive. She's like, oh, I can smell it. As as oh, yeah, I have one of those too. Yeah, yeah. My wife has just put the kibosh on me recently. Yeah, to me, I don't – We I grew up with it. And like the little things you like put in the dryer that smell like whatever mountain – fresh mountain spring breeze or whatever. Yeah. Like I still – it's like a nostalgic smell for me. We don't use it because – I mean I agree with her completely. We're on the same page. It's just I don't have the same sensitivity to it because I'm like, ah. Brings Do me you me. use soap in the shower? I use soap. I use a natural show, a soap. Uh, I don't. It's a funny discussion topic because I ask about my hair a lot for some fucking reason. Uh, but I don't use shampoo <laughs> or conditioner. I don't. Yeah, I, I don't use shampoo. Or, I haven't. Used, I haven't watched. That's awesome to hear that. I haven't used shampoo in fucking years. Shampoo's yeah. retarded, especially when you have good hair. You have good hair. I have good hair. You don't need shampoo. Well, it's like extra steps, and it's a bunch of extra. Yeah. Um, uh, acting. Would you ever go into acting or movies? I mean, if it was op- if there was an opportunity presented, uh, sure, I'm sure it'd be fun. I'd probably like I've never done acting, so I probably wouldn't be a great actor. They'd have to deal with that. But if they found some way around that, I- it would be interesting. I think a book. I've actually been chatting with an agent that wants to do like a book to movie thing. Again, I'm open to it. I am not going to sit on my computer and plug away poorly structured sentences. Uh, yeah, but if they sit me with someone who wants to tell the story of my life for some fucking reason then yeah i'll go i'll go chat with him
the story, man, the, the, the story, the, the few stories that I've heard of yours are great. This, I mean, the, the journey into JTF, uh, two is great. And then, uh, what you did when you were there and then that, that final scene when you fucking wouldn't put on the mask, did you ever get embarrassed for your friends who were wearing masks? Like, you're like, dude, what yeah. are you doing? all the time but again it, they want to but i know but they didn't I, want to that was the, the problem they didn't want to yeah, yeah and they yeah. still did it and i'm like dude what are you doing yeah, that part <laughs> sucks to see and it's like i got you like i got you I, i'll i'll go with you you don't have to yeah and it, and it almost would you know just like everything we're like a lot of people if we have numbers you stand your ground it's gonna be different decisions made but if one person gets kicked out of camp not wearing a mask they're like Okay, well, that wasn't so bad. Yeah. Carry on with the masking. Like, yeah. Thank you for coming on, dude. Thanks for having me. Great so, meeting you. And and and, uh, and that guy Jay uh, Nara that brought us together. Uh, yeah. Good, what a great guy. He's doing his part, and I and I really appreciate. It. Hey, have you talked to the kid, the seventeen-year-old kid who stood up in Canada? No. You know what I'm talking about? No, which kid are we talking about? If this is all the news, I watch it, so sometimes I miss stuff. The, uh, last month, I got he'd probably love to hear from you. 17-year-old kid fucking uh, in Canada. Um, some of the girls at his high school were upset because they were letting uh, boys use the women's bathroom at the high school. And the 17-year-old boy stood up for the girls, and then, he, and, and then he organized a protest in front of the school, and they fucking sent the police and arrested him. Oh, wow. Good for for standing up for boys not to use the girls' restroom. He Good. should get a fucking medal for that. Yeah. Well, and when the time passes that we have collectively lost our minds, then maybe he will, and I hope so. Yeah. It's going to pass. Yeah, I think so. It's, it's, <laughs> this too shall pass. Everything's going to fucking pass, whether we like it or not. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, I will be watching. Uh, I'm excited for uh, our reunion. Remember, do not. Um, Any circumstance, change my phone number. Do not change your phone number. <laughs> without texting you. All right. Much peace Thanks and love, Dallas. Me. Yep. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. What about this show caught his eye enough to come on? Well, he, I think uh, we had a mutual friend, and he's, he's doing everything. He's do, he's, he, he wants to tell his story. And, and the reason he gave is the same reason why I felt so good posting all – why I don't care that I got kicked off of Instagram because basically um, there were so many people around who are scared to speak up for themselves, and they start to feel crazy like they're the only one who thinks the way they do. And he was fucking basically standing up for them. I got that was that was my most common DM during the the so-called pandemic was people saying thank you for um thank you for for speaking your mind I was starting to feel crazy. Uh great great show. Thank you. I I I started off a little weird but I I I warmed up to him. I it, that was me. That wasn't him. It wasn't him. And I was supposed to get off at, um, believe it or not, I was supposed to get off at 8.30 to take my kids skateboarding. Now I'm not sure what I'm doing. Hi. Hi, babe. Hi. Um, How's so, it going? 
Uh, good. Uh, so skateboarding I, got canceled. I canceled it. Josh hasn't responded, but oh no, he did respond. I see the email. Uh, he okay. said, I, "Oh, he did." He said, "I understand. I hope to see you next week." Oh, I didn't see that. Um, uh, okay. So I'm still I'm still doing the podcast for a few minutes. Um, is it is it raining? It's actually not raining now. It oh. kind of just stopped. Okay, maybe I'll take the kids up to um, uh, Scotts Valley, dude. Heidi, you should see her body. It's nuts. Uh, Jeff Jeff Birchfield says hi, Haley. Oh no, he says ah, Haley. Ah, uh, Jeff. Um, look out the door. I know I kind of can't see because I I have this massive passion fruit vine out the window and I can't see if it's raining. Okay. Hey, dude. My fucking friends called me at five thirty-seven and five fifty-two and eight thirty-seven this morning. What you what did? My friends. Like, what is wrong with my friends? Like, dude, don't call me at five and don't call me at eight. I'm on the podcast. They don't even know. Some friends. All That's right. Funny. I love you. I'm gonna hang out here okay, with these guys for a little bit, and then uh, and then I'm gonna come inside. And I'll, and, okay, and sounds good. Away. Are you going to Pilates or anything like Have that? Have fun with your real friends. Thank you. <laughs> are, do you need? Do you, um, need to come, do you have it? Are you going somewhere? Do you have something scheduled? I think at noon I was going to take a yoga class. Okay, cool. Fine. I'll I'll be out in a little bit. Okay. Okay. I love you. Bye. Thank you. I love you. Bye. 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 All right. Well, there's that. Oh, I, I, um, I am frustrated that I don't have Caleb and Sousa. I'm not at, I'm not at peace with it. You have to know, I am not at peace with it. I'm not, I'm not enjoying it. I feel like I'm in the back seat of my parents' station wagon. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I, I don't um uh no. Oh now she's saying she wants to take eleven o'clock class. No, I, I, I got the kids. I got the kids. Sure. Yes. I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not I, this sucks without them. I'm yeah. And I, and I, and I, uh, there's like a tinge of me is feeling sorry for myself. Like part of me is like, okay, I'll do the show by myself and it'll still be good. But I, but it's just not as good. I'm not, I'm not paying attention the way I should be. It's stupid. Um, My grandson, Artemis, oh, here we go. Oh, you're Greek? My grandson, uh, Artemis, has lots of time on his hands. When he is medicated, he is very alert and effective. What the fuck? Um, no, you can't look inside my cupboards. Can we play Let's Look Inside My Cupboards? No. Oh, thank you, Mason. You're doing, yeah, you're doing great. Thank you. This one was pretty good, though, asshole. Don't put though at the end. Do you see what though does to that sentence, Adam? Though. 
For your guy of your size, your tick is pretty big, though. How's that? I didn't do swell. I, I'm, I'm, I know. I, I know. Um, I know when I'm failing. I don't need you, anyone, to fucking feel sorry for me either. To tell me any stupid shit, like you did good. <clears throat> Excuse me. Here we go. Um, I, I got really negative. You did pretty good? Question mark. Eat a dick. Ooh, I've gotten bitter all of a sudden. Okay, guys, ready for this? This is going to be good. Fucking psychos. These fucking nut jobs. Ready? Here we go. Admiral Levine, um, March is Women's History Month, which is why we're all here. And we, uh, March is Women's History Month, which is why we're all here. You know, you are a pioneer and have smashed many glass ceilings. You are a pioneer and you've smashed many glass ceilings. Uh-oh. Who do you think the woman is? You think it's like, uh, it's, I'm going to guess it's Tia Toomey. Tia Toomey. Because, I mean, fuck, she's like, she's the shit. What does that mean to you? And what-, what does that mean to you that you've smashed so many get glass ceilings? You know it's Women's uh, History Month in March. What does it mean to have Women's History Month be celebrated in this way? Here we go. Here we go. Thank you for that question. And thank you for... It's a fucking dude. It's a dude. This, by the way, I don't know if you guys know this, but this dude is the Assistant Secretary General of Health for the United States of America. And this dude parades around like a woman. This dude was also in 2019 or 20. I don't know if I'm going to get this right, but the uh, 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 Secretary General of Health for the state of Pennsylvania or for New Jersey. Do you guys want me to look it up? I'll, I'll look it up afterwards and give it to you accurately. And this dude pulled his mother out of a nursing home while sending thousands of other old people into nursing homes where they died of COVID. But pulled his 93-year-old mother uh, out of out of a uh, nursing home. It's fucking insane, dude. It's insane. This dude fucking killed other old people while saving his own mom. And now this dude is getting an award for being like some special woman during Women's History Month your kind comments you know I- so how would you convince me that this isn't a, how, how do those people i was trying to read on why why uh, people think that this is a woman if you just tell people you're a woman and they're saying it's because they've done some deep internal searching that validates them as a woman and that this idea that the womb and the vagina and the titties and the ovaries and the chromosomes are just superficial reasons Holy shit. Holy shit. Hey, once again, once again, this this is a partisan issue because there's no there's no Republicans who believe this. Do you get that? This is like a reason why you can't be a Democrat no matter what you hate that the Republicans do. Like if you're like, ah, oh, the Republicans only support rich people. Whatever the Republicans are doing, you can't um, 
Yeah, it looks like a legit comedy sketch. Yes, it looks like a legit comedy sketch. You won't be eating your lunch today. This isn't fucking lunch eating time. What month is men's history month? Oh, that's a good point. Hey, we should just make a men's history month. Let's listen to what this fucking quack nut job has to say. I think women's history month is an opportunity for women to support each other. Women's history month is a chance for women to support each other. I think that we need to work to empower each other and, and, and uh, to provide um, mentorship and an opportunity for success. So if someone opens the door, like we've been discussing, well, then that. What if Rachel Levine is the nicest person in the world, but she's just confused and does really. Maybe, maybe, maybe this, maybe Rachel Levine's the nicest person in the world. God, that's an MD. Could you imagine going to that? Can, is that the right pronoun to that for fucking any medical advice? Door is open for more people to go through in the future. Mm-hmm. And that's what, what I hope that, that my appointment um, sort of provides that opportunity is that um, uh, other women, other uh, women. That- I, I just, I'm just studying these other women right now. Yeah, she's mansplaining. <laughs> Someone wrote she's mansplaining. Oh, this is fucking what that are part of the LGBTQI plus community have the opportunity uh, to uh, to follow their dreams and to maybe go beyond what they might have expected. Follow your dreams and fuck everything up for real women. I guess I guess if that's your dream, I wish they would just come out and be honest and be like, yeah, my whole thing is, is I'm just here to fuck shit up for other women. I've never seen an admiral with only three ribbons. I don't even know what that is. I that's the whole thing is the biggest joke is uh that she's the secretary of health. Yeah, he, she, it, the that up down. It's 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 bizarro world. I wish I could gather all the fucking libtards up in my family and be like how how how, how, what ground do you stand on to stay uh, a Democrat? I saw the funniest thing. Oh, let's see. I better be careful going through these. I don't want to show you guys the same thing twice. I don't know how updated this list is, but I saw something funny. Is this it? No, not this. Hey, what did you guys think about that pharma exec in Spain? That article I pulled up in the middle of the show. In Spain, there's 2,200 celebrities and the fucking president of the largest pharma company in Spain that didn't get the shot. They just were shot themselves up with uh, saline. Nuts. Okay, look at this. I don't know where this is. This looks like uh, this looks like it's um some sort of testimony uh, in Congress. This is hilarious. This is fucking crazy. And, and I don't like to use the word libtards because I don't want to alienate um, uh, Democrats from watching the show, but like we've reached that point where it doesn't, it, it, it doesn't even matter. It, I mean, you just honestly, in my mind, liberal and pedophile are almost synonymous. 
if not synonymous. Like you are a you are a proponent of pedophilia, forced drug mandates. You're you're it's it's crazy. Does anyone else agree with me? Is anyone else like, yep, that's exact? I mean, I don't see any. I don't. I don't see any way around it. That's why all the people I love, I'm try. I want to convince them, like, hey, dude, how are you supporting this? I don't care. Dems aren't joining here. Really, you don't think that we could get some Democrats to to watch this show? Where is it? Uh, liberals from decades ago are not the same thing now. Yeah, I agree. Or or maybe they are. Here's the thing. I was a liberal from decades ago, and it kind of I kind of was the same thing as them. You just don't know it because you're pretending to be kind. You feign compassion. Oh, those poor black people and poor Mexicans. Let's just let's just carve away a few spots for them in college and push out some white people. It's like this, man. It, I don't. It's it's just you kind of just stop being a polywog and you grow up into a into a frog. Okay, wait till wait till you hear this. Listen to the, I'm gonna play this like three times. This is fucking this is pretty funny. Listen to what this guy's saying. He's basically saying, okay, just listen. I came to Congress that I found out infection acquired immunity was a novel concept. Yeah, I guess we knew about it since four thirty BC of the Athenian plague until two thousand 20, and then we didn't know about it for three years, and now we know about it again. It wasn't until I came to Congress that I found out infection-acquired immunity was a novel concept. So she's saying, this lady, uh, Mrs. I don't know what her name is, but she's saying, it wasn't until I came to Congress that I found out that natural immunity is a novel concept, meaning it's a new concept. Like she thought it had been around forever, and she came to Congress, and now she's realizing, oh, it, it's, it's a new concept. And this guy is responding with like, yeah, we knew about natural immunity in 430 BC all the way to 2020. Then we forgot about it for three years. And now we remembered again. It's fucking just spot on. Yeah, I guess we knew about it since 430 BC of the Athenian plague until 2020. And then we didn't know about it for three years. And now we know about it again. It was uh, did, just so you know, that guy, I don't know who those guys are, but the guy third over from the left is Jay Bhattacharya. Like, like there don't become more, there's not more prestigious living scientists in the world than him. And he, he, that guy got canceled for his work he did on the, um, on COVID statistics. He's a, he's a, he's like a, I don't know what his credentials are, but it's like two things. Like he's an MD and a PhD. He's a PhD MD. It's something crazy. Or, or maybe he has a PhD like in astronomy and in mathematics. I mean, it's his, his credentials are nuts. There were vaccines before there was the word vaccine. This world. Oh, maybe we have a clue here if Trish is a boy or a girl. Uh, imagine that walks into the stall. That. Imagine Rachel Levine walks into the stall next to you and starts ripping ass. If you've ever been in a men's restroom, you know men at that age are ripping and grunting and splooting out loud. Yeah, is the men's restroom is a is a trip. I don't know if women do it, but like 
especially when you're a little kid and you go in there and some fucking like 50 year old dude, fat dude puts his arm up on the stall and he, un- you hear his pants unzip. And he's like, Oh, like he fucking gave birth and, and you're just a little kid peeing. You're like, dude, you got to chill. You think it was really inappropriate that I asked him about semen? You're crazy. You guys are fucking soft. Or as they say in the hood, you guys are pussies. You guys want to see something really crazy? I don't know if you guys are ready for this. Should I wait till the live call-in show tomorrow? It's fucking so good. I... It's so good. I think it'll make uh, uh, Caleb and and Souza uncomfortable too. That's why I think I should save it. Yeah, I think I should save it. I think I'll save it. I want to see. I want to watch them get uncomfortable. What's this? This is called... This one's called... Oh, oh, this one's good. Okay, let's leave on this. This is a great one to leave on. Here we go. Here we go. Okay, I'm ready. This one's fantastic. Okay, you guys ready? This is good. Enjoy yourself. <sighs> Deep breath. Okay. Here we go. Women, I know they look at sex differently. Most women, I know they look at sex like buying a car. You're like, can I see myself in this long term? Is it safe? Is it reliable? Could it kill me? Most guys know they look at sex like parking a car. We're like, there's a spot. <laughs> there's another spot. Oh, I have to pay? Never mind. <laughs> Handicapped. Hope no one sees us. Jeez, look at that lady. What? I, look at that lady's. Holy shit. Let's look at her account. My goodness, that's a lot of women. How does she decide what to do? Oh, so she's just some hot chick who does reaction videos. Wow. Oh, my God. Holy smokes. Oh, that's a lot of women. We won. My sister creates champions. Wow. Holy smokes. Look at that outfit. It's like, it's like a onesie. Yeah, let's see if there's any. Oh, oh, she's, she's, oh, she's really, um, what's that called? Archived. She's really, uh, limited the number of photos that you can see of her. All right. <sighs> that face was great. Um, okay. Thank you guys. Uh, I don't know who's coming on tomorrow. Oh, no. I, wait, Gary doesn't come on. Did someone say Gary comes on tomorrow? I think we have a live call-in show tomorrow. Oh, shit. It's Gary Roberts comes in tomorrow. Okay. Uh so it's TRT Friday. We're going to find out about his journey with California hormones. It'll be good. 
You guys, for those of you who get overwhelmed by his high energy, just settle in and enjoy him. He's 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 a he's a firecracker. He just is who he is. He's so judgmental. Like we just had a guy on who kills people. Uh, Gary, you have it scheduled. Okay, good. No, no, I'm sad. Sad? Are you fucking kidding me? I'm not sad. I'm not, I'm not sad. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, then on Saturday we have Zach T. Lander. Uh, Zach, I think that's his name. Zach T. Lander. Zach is the dude who helped edit the video that that other guy, the natty or not guy released about the liver King doing steroids. And there's a section in there that defines what a charlatan is. And this Zach T Lander guy heard edited that section. So, and, uh, and, and I think he, I think Hiller had him on live. So it'll be fun to talk to him and find out what, uh, what, what he's up to. Zach T bagger. No, no, not Zach T bagger. Zach T Lander. Zach T. Lander. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, what's this? What's this? A shirt pre-sale ends today. Oh, the Sevanistas apparel. What about Gabe? Everyone wish Travis good luck on a surgery tomorrow. Oh, shit. You're having surgery tomorrow? On what, Travis? But more importantly, where do they get the cups? Where do they get the CEO cups? Those cups are awesome. I made a sick post about them. You know what's funny is I made this post with these CEO cups and a Will Brandstetter noticed that I got a Katrin David's daughter clock up in my um in my garage. Yeah, what's up with this uh you guys, I don't really get sad. It's very rare. It's it's very 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 rare. Oh, here's Travis. Travis, what's up, dude? Too much to keep up with in the chat. Uh, uh, where do people get these CEO cups from? Uh, okay, so you didn't see Gabe's post earlier. Um, he said they will be coming out soon and they will be on his site. Oh, okay. We're not, we're not released yet. Okay. Can you hear that music playing? Oh, Nelly. Oh, Nelly. I'm showing oh, that the video I made Nelly. last night of me uh, revealing because I just got oh, this cup yesterday Nelly. in the mail. Slick. Yeah, they're so slick. Oh my uh-huh. goodness! Oh yeah, he'll have those up on the site too. Mm. Hey, and you know what's uh, funny about this video? You guys are about to see. I'm going to go over here, and there's a Catherine David's daughter a clock up on the go wall ahead. there, and someone drew so horns on her head with a red marker. And I didn't do it, but one day I just saw it had horns on it. I was like, wow, someone's drinking my cup again, you hear me? Who's been in your house that would have done it? I don't know. Could have been any number of people. I was up to date on my on my who's who's my friends and who's not. Where is it? If it was one of your kids. Uh okay, see you know, they don't even know what horns are. Well maybe. CEO flags are back up on the site as well. Okay, that's cool. You're getting yours. I'm waiting on uh the freaking manufacturer of the passes is taking forever. So you have the patches in all be sending years out. Patches like that stick to backpacks? Yeah, dude. Did oh. you not see that? No. Well, maybe I did. I'm not a patch I'm not a uh, a, a big patch guy. I don't even I'm not uh wait, is Gary is not Gary mm-hmm. Roberts from arm wrestling? Thumbnail is some shirtless muscle dude. 
Yeah, it's Gary Roberts from uh, Arm Wrestling. But he's all juiced up now. He's on the TRT. TRT. All right, well, thank yes, you. I'm having, I'm having surgery. Oh, yeah, what surgery? Not, what are you I'm having? I'm not transitioning, though. Oh, not darn transitioning. it. Darn it. You'd be sweet piece of ass. <laughs> no, you, nobody wants to see that. What are you, are you having your appendix uh, taken out? Uh, no, two artificial discs in my neck. You're having artificial discs put in? Yep. Wow, dude, that's two, intense. Um, I have, uh, I've always had spinal stenosis. So as soon as I get any kind of herniation, it fucks up everything. Um, so getting two discs pulled out, two new ones put in. Cause my right arm, so my, uh, I've had issues with my right arm for a while and like in my trap area. Yeah. Um, so my, I've lost an inch and a half in size of my right arm. So my, my left arm's an inch and a half bigger than my right, like bicep area. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So I think it's, oh yeah. So in the chat, Jake Chapman, we were chatting about it a while ago. He had a similar surgery and he said it fixed almost everything. Cause like my right hand falls asleep at random. Okay. Cause the nerves are getting pinched off. Um, when will yeah, you know it if it's successful? Be, when will you know? Um, Jake is saying a thousand percent better by the weekend. So hopefully by Saturday, I'll be having surgery during the show. Cause I won't, I won't be able to tune in tomorrow. I wonder how long before you're boning again. 24 hours. It'll be with myself, but that's okay. Uh, well, that's good. Safe. Uh, <laughs> it was actually in the re- in the recovery direction. Oh, uh, maybe maybe you do will need with, some California hormones after that. Be nice. Could use them. I yeah. actually checked on uh, like stem cells, and they said not for cervical stuff. They don't work. <laughs> oh, oh, you saw that? What I pulled up? What Drew? Did, Drew looks like a cop, doesn't he? Yeah, I checked with a few different people, and they said for like knees and knees and shoulders and that kind of stuff, stem cells were great, but anything neck related, they don't work. And I have stenosis, so it it's not going to fix that. The pro, there's been, hey, there's been so much fraud around stem cell research. It's fucking crazy. So much fraud. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, like, yeah, there's stem cell clinics here. I'm like, I didn't even know they were legal. Are you sure these work? Yeah, there's so much fraud. Like, coming out of <laughs> coming out of Harvard specifically. Uh, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. But cool, you're ending the show. All right, I'm. I'm just. I've already started looking. At you, already started. What did you think of the rich? Did you listen to the Rich Froning podcast? What are you looking at? Did you listen to the? Rich I Froning? did. I wanted. Oh. I wanted to call in, um, but you guys got off the topic. So, okay, we'll talk about this if you have time. Go ahead. I made, I made, so you know that video I made of Danny that I didn't post and you guys tried to share it and the audio didn't work. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was Um, funny. Yeah, yeah. So I made a post on my, on my, or I made a, yeah, a story on my account about the whole crumble bullshit and the girls who eat and how she posts girls who eat which i think is the great <clears throat> it's a great message but all you do is post yourself eating bullshit right 
the average gym goer sees this and thinks, well, I can eat that too. I work out. And this, I just, I hate the freaking messaging. And, and I put in my post that no one else will say this. So I'm going to say it. This is bullshit. And I was wondering like what the response was going to be. And I had, I bet, I don't know how many there were, but 90% female response, all saying thank you, applauding and all this. Like, why don't you guys say something? If you feel that way. And it was the same thing with yesterday being National Women's Day. And I said, I'm glad I surround myself with strong women who don't feel like they need a day to be celebrated that they're strong women. Right. And the exact same thing. 90% of the responses I got were from women saying, thank you. That messaging is such bullshit. I do. I do. I do like first, though, like I lurked like the first man who ran a four minute mile. Then I'm okay with like the first woman who ran a four minute mile. I'm okay with like the first woman president. I'm okay with like and then and then I'm over it. Then let's move on. Like, okay, Right. But it has nothing to do with the fact that they're a woman or a man or or it's like the first midget to qualify for the CrossFit Games, not in the midget category. Like, I'm okay with that. First one-armed guy to ever do. But then after that, I'm just like, all right, that's just what one-armed guys do now. They can all snatch 225. Yeah. Like, I'm done with it. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, you you better yep. snatch 226 if you want it to be, like, better. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. And, and I don't enough is enough. Like you don't get to keep National getting. Women's Day. What the fuck does that mean? National Women's Day? So I put it in the comments. I said, so, all right, get your ass back in the kitchen today. Like, what? What are you celebrating? You want to celebrate a fucking woman? Celebrate that fucking woman in in Texas who's in Congress, Maya Flores. She came to this fucking country as a field worker. And now she's a congresswoman. Yeah, celebrate that. Yeah, celebrate fucking that. Did you, uh, I don't know if you saw it. I had to step away from the show. The, The Women of Courage Award yesterday. Yes, it's complete. I'm going to show and it the here. Trans, it's complete the man won it. I'm like, and my problem is I can say as much as I want about it and it doesn't matter. I'm going to get labeled as a, a hater. If women don't start speaking up, you're, things are going to get taken away. Well, did you see, men. how about this? Did you see that there on that post, the guy from HWPO, fuck, I'll pull that shit up. Oh Jesus! That the the world's strongest gay is basically calling uh-huh. people transphobic. Who he? That guy's a fucking asshat. Are you fucking that, serious? Yeah, that that is not transphobic at all. Not in in no. that kind of name calling. He's doing that just to try to intimidate people and freak people out. That guy at HWPO is saying, I forget what his name is. The world's strongest gay. He basically. God, right. Where is that post? I I. I where is that post? I want to pull that post up. That award, you guys want to fucking talk about something crazy? This is fucking nuts. Let me see if I can find it. Um, uh, Rob Kearney. Right, Rob, uh, women, women of Courage. Oh, is this it? Women of Courage? No, no. It's on Instagram. Uh, women of Courage Award. Holy shit. The liberals are so fucked. Uh, Charlie Chaplin. Bean flicking. Live birth. CNN fact check this. Oh, here it is. Isn't it? Yeah, yes. Here it is. Here it is. Okay, got it. I just blew the whole next live call-in show. Okay, listen. Look at this. Here we go. Good job, Charles. Now you got me all fired up. I got to take a piss. I want to get off. And now here we go. 
Here we go. Look at this fucking shit. We're going to make okay. this a three-hour show. Okay, here we go. A Minnesota court is forcing USA powerlifting to allow... Powerlifting to allow transgender women to compete against biological women. The court says USA powerlifting was, quote, making a person pretend to be something different and it violated the Minnesota Human Rights Act with its longstanding policy. USA Powerlifting is now considering an appeal. Paul Bossy is the president of 100% Raw Powerlifting Federation. And Hey, dude, you're not transphobic if you don't want men in. Um, let me tell you what transphobic is. Transphobic would be like if you think that um, uh, trans people are dumb. Like just because they're trans or like you pass right. some sort of judgment on them that like that, that without getting to know them. I don't need to get to know you to tell you if you're a man or a woman. It, it has not. I, I, I get no say in it and neither do you. Do you know what it means like to be racist? Like racist doesn't mean like um, uh, a black people in general like eating watermelon. That's not racist. That's just uh, that's uh, using your uh, discrimination. Racist would be like or saying that uh, in general, black people are faster than white people. I don't know if that's true. I'm just making that up. That might just be like a, a false presupposition. But racist would be like saying uh, black people don't uh, shouldn't be able to uh, live in this neighborhood because they're black and black people aren't cool. That's racist. Yeah. You dumb fuck. There's there's a distinction. Do you not understand the distinction? Like like if if, if something is a fact, it's a fucking fact. And if it's an opinion, and so because, and so this guy, this fucking guy, I wish I could find what he says. And you know what it is, dude, you've been duped. You think because you're fucking gay, because you have a dick and you love dick, that you need to defend these fucking psychopaths? Yeah. Hey, dude, you're doing a disservice to these people. You're, you're actually a bad person. You know what you are? You're, you're someone who, who um, uh, is harmful to people with a mental illness by <clears throat> exacerbating their problems. Damn, is his, is his post down? How come I can't get through? How come I can't find it? Well, and it's, it, it's harmful to women, and that's my, that too. my issue. That is too. I can, I can scream it as much as I want. It isn't going to change anything. And like I said, I'm going to get labeled as a fucking hater. The women have to start speaking up on this shit. This is or the they're w- gonna lose yeah. everything. The, here it is. This is the HWPO guy, right? This is the guy that works with Matt and O'Keefe. It says, I love yeah. how this is twisted to say biological men. Not twisted. Uh, what? As if I would be able to compete in the women's division tomorrow. There are rules in place and scientific guidelines. Scientific guidelines? Uh, is that supposed to be give you some sort of authority, dude? To follow. There's scientific guidelines. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So you uh, there there's so much scientific weight. as they are arbitrary uh, he- headlines like this are why transphobia is more prominent than ever. No people like you are why there's transphobia because what you do is you fucking kill the discussion with your fucking insanity and name calling and trying to intimidate people. I wrote in here, uh, not letting men compete against women isn't transphobic. And you know this. You just throw the term out there to intimidate people. We all see what you're doing. You, 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 can't, you can't articulate your point, so you attack. I get it. You're the guy that likes other guys' dick, dicks. 
but that doesn't entitle you to anything, especially being intellectually lazy. Yeah, he thinks because he likes dicks and he has a dick, he can come in here and fucking like be like, uh, uh, I'm the gay guy and I can talk. No, no, no one gives a fuck, dude. Yeah, good point, Jiggy Josh. I, I I wonder if he was a woman, if he would feel the same way, because it doesn't affect the men's division, exactly. just the women's. Hey, dude, I can't wait. I can't wait um, until uh, a dude fucking wins the CrossFit Games in the women's division. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so fucking excited. I can't wait to see what these fucking libtards, how they handle this. It's crazy. I don't understand how it's, people can't it's fucking crazy. figure this out. You fucking idiots. It's, it's you're 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 mean you're mean you're mean people. You're mean to those who, who are mentally ill, you're mean to women. And and and, and you're 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 bullies. I don't like it. I won't tolerate it. I can't believe Matt. No, I can't I believe mean, Matt. I, no, I, have, I can't I believe Matt. Daughters. No, Keith tolerate it. I don't want to work with I woke know. people. I don't want to work with woke that people. Blows me I really don't. I I always look at it. As I, I don't want to support them. Who, who bust their ass every day to you know to try and get somewhere, and I don't want somebody coming in who takes one of their positions because they check a box. You know this this Rachel Levine is it, was that her name? The yeah, the the, the, the dude who's parading as a as a, as a woman solely in solely in that position because of what they and she killed old people. Not a, I'm not, and that's no not hyperbole. Expert. That's not hyperbole. She killed old people. I can't wait to see the first woman winning the man's division. I know. You know what one of my liberal friends said to me yesterday? They go, "Well, are there women in the men's divisions?" I'm like. Uh, no, <laughs> it doesn't work that way. Oh shit. My podcast is premiering. I'm double. So I have two shows on at the same time now. <laughs> no, I don't think, I think just, I, I don't know what the fuck Matt was thinking working with that dude. I don't know what he was thinking. Well, it's funny to me. I was thinking about this, um, yesterday. I don't know the guy either. Like Maybe he's really cool and he just needs to be unfucked. Maybe he just needs to be like, Maybe he needs to be unfucked. The thing is, is a lot of those people were tricked because they got their LGBT thing fucking hijacked by the by the right. by the trannies. And I maybe maybe I just don't know, but it seems like the only time you see trans people being put into power is when it's a man who has become a woman. Right. I don't see it the other way around. Right. And is that because they can use that? Like, if you if you now attack them, well, now you're attacking a woman. How dare you? Here's the thing. Is there like Here, a, here's the thing. I think though. There? I don't. I don't know this for. A, I don't know this for a fact. I, I would be curious to see what 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 the feedback is on this. But I think a lot of the women who want to become men, something traumatic happened to them, like like in life. I think the men that want to become women. I think that. Uh, they this, some somewhere along that 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 somewhere along the line, someone confused them, and it didn't take much. Like, 
like the stories you hear just because a three-year-old boy wants to put on a dress or because we want to paint our nails or because we want to play with dolls or because we say we want to be girls doesn't mean we like we're just three we're just five we're just seven i fucking wanted to wear my mom's high heels so fucking bad i wanted to carry my sister's flute to school because i thought it made her look cool i thought painting your nails was fun i loved all that shit right um but uh, I, it, it, it would have sucked if someone would have in my life would have interpreted that as I want to be a girl. That would have fucking yeah, sucked. Yeah, there like, was one. Like they bought me a. Parents. What if they saw that and then they bought me a Barbie set and just started me down yeah. that path? Like they, like it didn't need. Yeah. You don't need to do that. No, there's things at those ages that kids just fucking do. Yeah. And it's like they're not they're not trying to figure themselves out. It's just it's what you do as kids. That doesn't mean you start guiding them into that path. Right. Did you see uh God, we were just going on a roll here. Um I don't know much about You could Jeffrey be dead Star. tomorrow. This that's the only reason why I'm letting you on so long. You could be dead tomorrow. <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome. I did put in my uh, my doctor's orders. If I become a vegetable, do not resuscitate. So, yeah, he might not see me. I remember playing Barbie dolls with girls because it was role playing. Hell yeah! And I remember taking their clothes off too. I loved Barbies and being very disappointed uh-huh. with what I found. No, where I was going to uh, Jeffrey Star. So, man, who I mean, he's super famous. Uh, has a makeup line and all kinds of shit. Um, he was on a podcast recently saying like slamming all the trans nonsense. And I mean, he's, he's a gay man who he dresses as a woman, looks like a woman. And he's like, this trans stuff is such bullshit. Dude, why has it become so popular to have a fucking trans performance at your fucking elementary school, or your high school? It's bizarre. It's, it's disgusting. It's, it's act. It's some weird acting out. Uh, someone's uh, uh, Tug Speedman. My son is four and just wants to lift weights, play in the mud, and fart, then laugh. My boy, my boys <laughs> like d- doing that stuff too, but they like other stuff. They like drawing. They like uh, they like making um bracelets. Um, they like mailing letters. Um, one of my boys is into like uh, brushes and shit. Likes brushing his hair. Um, you did put girls' tights on them, so what, how yeah. are you going to answer that? Yeah, they still wear a lot of girls' tights, almost always, every day. Mm-hmm. Although Avi, I think, is, I think Avi's transitioning to boy shit. Don't use that word. Boy, boy shit? Transitioning. Yeah, transitioning. <laughs> My boy is finally transitioning <laughs> to a boy. Word. Right. All right. Well, thank you, Travis. Good luck right, tomorrow. Um, cool. And uh, I'll, I'll reach out to you tomorrow. Good luck. Cool. I'll be in touch. Okay, bye. See you. That's the, the, the I put a clickbait uh, video up of uh, it says, Is Rich Froning doing masters? I think it's going to do well. Make me some money. All right. My George Floyd, uh, uh, George Floyd, Pink Floyd, not Pink Floyd, Floyd Mayweather hat. Jeez Louise.
my other Floyd Mayweather hat. Oh shit! Look at this. Here's a here's a DVD of one of my first movies, Our House. Here's a DVD of a, 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 a that I made a while back, many many years. It's called Seymour Buds, and I went around and showed people's grow operations. Here's a DVD of Pooling John, arm wrestling movie I made. Uh, Desert Runners, another movie I made. Every second counts. What's a DVD? <laughs> uh, that's good. All right. When I look back there, all I see is Alexis Raptus. That's good. What Daniel Brand's talking with good. She can talk about it. I'm okay with she can talk about it. Go ahead. Daniel Brand can do what she wants. I give her a pass. I'm okay with a little a little women's empowerment. I'm okay with the first woman who fucking uh climbs half dome uh fucking without a rope. But don't 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 do it to such a point that you do yourself a disfavor and like we're fucking shocked that a fucking woman can tie her own shoes and chew gum at the same time. That's that's basically what they're doing. And and you're separating yourself from the herd instead of instead of distinguishing yourself for your accomplishments. Um, you're separating yourself from the herd. You don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. You don't want to make it seem like you're comparing yourself to men. Starts to get weird. Uh, all right. I will see you guys uh, tomorrow. It was a good time. Thank you, Dallas Alexander. Mm, bye bye. <laughs>